MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The Gamezilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. Gamezilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Jazzy Fiddle! Hey guys, hey guys, hey guys! You guys see I'm not that's excited better, enough to That's good hype, that's good hype, that's good hype. I'm excited but to let's not how, forget, are you guys? how are you guys? Let's not forget our producers, Deadite Knight and Grimlock! Yes! Creepy crawlers! That's right, Cable2KX is too under the weather to join us today, so I will be trying to manage the live stream and some of the podcast responsibilities, so we'll see how that goes. If it's a shit show, I apologize. It's not normally how uh, things operate here. We'll just say he jazzied it. <laughs> yeah, I just jazzied it. That's all. Perfect. All right, cool. Well, welcome to episode 158 of the GameZilla podcast. The podcast of greatness and video games. And Zillas. Mm, yeah, and Zilla activity, as Jazzy likes to say. Zilla activity. I'm probably going to ask this question. What okay. the hell is Zilla Activity? Uh, Zilla Activity is when you have, like, things that have Zilla in them. So, like, GameZillas and Godzillas and uh, other stuff that has Zilla at the end oh, of it. Oh, Zillow? <laughs> like when you're shopping for a house? Yes, Zillow. Yep. And then and then there's <laughs> activities that are formed around those words and or things. Ah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we clarified that up a little bit. Didn't confuse anybody further at all. No, I mean, they should have known that. <laughs> is this a video game podcast? It is a video game podcast. So with that, how have you been, Deadite? What's new? Oh, I have been stellar. I've had I've had an excellent week. Uh, it was nice and busy. I've had a really busy last couple weeks uh, just going to concerts, going to wrestling shows, just having a blast in life. And it has cut into my gaming a little bit, but something that hasn't happened in what feels like a long time outside of Mario Kart at work, you and I played some couch co-op together. We did, yeah, in my game room. In your game room, I actually remember what couch. My, I remember what my game room was. It's been a while since I've actually used it. I thought it was a storage facility. I mean that too. It is. It is kind of both. Not only were we on the same couch, Brick Bitch was sitting with us on the couch playing Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was three on one couch playing playing video games together. I'll, I got plenty to talk about today, so why don't you uh, go ahead and further this story of what we did in the game room. We played some Injustice We had too. sex. Oh. Game sex. That's why I don't remember the last 45 minutes of us gaming. Mm-hmm. How's this Godzilla smell to you? <laughs> <laughs> like chloroform. I was about to say that I was leaning over that couch watching, and now I just am glad I didn't put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I played some Injustice uh, 2 with you uh, locally, played together, and actually Sci-Fi AJ was in town for the weekend. He bought Injustice 2, and we played it at my house as well. Mm-hmm. So I got some reps in with Injustice 2, and so right off the bat, it, it feels good because we know I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. And so we've talked about how, how I do enjoy Justice, not as much as Mortal Kombat, but I like it. But something came out while you and I were playing that to me feels like a gl- glaring flaw in Injustice from a gameplay standpoint. And I felt this way about the first one, too. When you decide to drain out your meter to use like a super move, they're way too easy to block to the point where it's insane. <laughs> See, it's not way too easy. It's broken. Yes. It's, it's real broken. You have basically 
all day and then the next day to react in order to block this move. I Maybe I just don't get this game and that we're supposed to be juggling before we cast it, but I mean, when you're sprinting at me... Yes, I was literally... I, okay, so here's how this went down. I was running at Grim, and he was probably playing Blue Beetle or something. Like, I'm charging him down. He, I'm like... A foot in front of him, he triggers his super. I'm like, I'm boned. But while he triggers his super, I was like, well, I'm going to hit block and see what happens. And I block it. What proceeded to happen was me pause the game, get up and start stomping my feet going, no, 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 no. I should have died. <laughs> he blocked it. He threw the fit. I was so mad. Because I was, was like, wait, man, you blocked it. And then I realized he was upset about it. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, it just, I shouldn't have. I was literally charging you. There's no, there's no conceivable way that I should have got out of that but i did and yeah. to me it seemed it seems like a broken mechanic now in in mortal Kombat, there's there's a risk reward to you to using all your meter on using an x-ray move but unless you unless you are blocking when the x-ray gets triggered or you just miss it you you're screwed you get hit with the x-ray in injustice there's so much time to block the x-ray it almost de uh the super it doesn't seem like it's even anywhere close worth using in the like risk reward when you're counting it out. So you might as well use your meter to beef up your regular special. Moves. Well, you can beef it up. You can do the, um, what is it called? The gamble or whatever. You can do the gamble. You can, you yeah. can block, so, you can do it like a combo right. breaker. Yeah. There's tons of moves you can do with the, with your power bar. So, I mean, my big thing is, so when we, when we were playing the first two matches, I hit you with the super after that, it took like, I don't know, five more matches before any super. Any super by either of us. was even landed, and the only way it was was I started to juggle you, and before you touched the ground, I casted it, so that way you couldn't even have the chance to control your character. And I'm like, if that's like what you have to do in order to just to cast this, it's just it's a little, I don't know. I guess the problem is is we've been too spoiled by Mortal Kombat or even by uh, Street Fighter, and that for that you know matter that. D the DC injustice is just so different. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know. Especially when you play the game against AI, and I get it, you know, AI is not a human fighter, but it's so different. It's so like it's literally you play the game entirely differently because people just they just <laughs> hold back. They just hold away from you. That's what it you doesn't, okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they were throwing a punch. They just hold back and somehow they block it. When you and I were playing this Blue Beetle versus Deadshot, and all it was was us holding back and then shooting each other from across the map, just spamming each other. Yeah. I was like, this is dumb. We need to get up and fight. <laughs> so it was better when we didn't pick like projectile based fighters. Yeah. Um I, you know, personally. You know, I, I can't remember who all the DLC characters they're coming down down the line. I, I'm a little disappointed that maybe there's there's there was a ton of the cast that didn't return from the first game, and that might play into the story, which is fine. Um, but it did seem like some of these characters are a little lackluster for the choices that they put in this game. Yeah, like uh, was it Captain Freeze or Captain Captain Cold? Captain Cold, yeah. And, and so, I mean, there was some. I get it. The first game, Cheetah. yeah. The first game had had a big list, right? So then. You wanted to bring some new people to to the game, which made sense. But even your first wave of DLC is Red Hood, um, Starfire, and then Sub Zero. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't know. It's it's it is. It's very strange. I I like Blue Beetle. Like he's one of my favorites. Uh, I I really like Blue Beetle before this. So the fact that he made the game was exciting, and he plays. 
he's a character I like to play. His style works. He's fast enough. He can he he has a great uh, ability to close gaps. So I'm more about a speed character that maybe does a little bit less damage, but I can get into some combos and and, and make up for that than I am say like a you know a heavy hitter like Bane or Gorilla Grind. Right. So, but um, yeah, I think the roster is a little yeah. One th- one thing that I will say, and I, I I've sort of decided who my favorite that I've played you know extensively so far. Um, you know, it's a character that gets a lot of flack in the yeah. DC universe. Robin is so good. Yeah, he, like he's uh, got a great design. His move set is fun to play. Definitely loving playing Robin in Justice Two. Robin's my number two, and, and I think yeah, like I was right there with you. I'm like, man, this character that most of the time just gets all the hate, right? Mm-hmm. And he's awesome in this. His his sword his sword play is great. His uh, special effect or special abilities with like teleport you know, I don't want to call it teleportation, but the ability to like throw down smoke and like and and re, you know teleport pretty much. Yeah. Um, or he can change you know throw those down and and you leave the you leave this like marker on the ground, so people start to think you're gonna you're gonna teleport to the marker, but then you change the ability and you make it explode. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's. He's got some cool functionality to him. Where Blue Beetle just just kind of gets you know blades. Like yeah. he, he becomes Baraka blades. He becomes Baraka, which you is know cool. I was digging yeah. when I was playing Blue Beetle. But I feel like his like I feel like uh, Robin's special like ability has more depth to it. Mm. So yeah, uh, Injustice pretty cool. Anything, anything else that you've uh, been playing? Nothing noteworthy. I mean, playing playing a lot of the a lot of Mario Kart, a lot of the stuff I normally play. But Injustice yeah. Two, I would say, was kind of the highlight. Of my week, especially yeah. when, you know, just looking at something new to bring to the show. Shout out to Pokiel for kicking your ass. I heard. So she was tearing me up like a couple nights ago in Mario Kart. Like I just I couldn't get it together. No matter what, she ended up out on top. All the Grand Prix we were doing, and uh, oh man, just the the smack talk. And she's like, oh yeah, you having a hard time there? You getting getting hit with some shells? Oh. Whew, I really beat you up tonight. Uh, you wanna you wanna call call tonight? And go watch some Netflix. Like she, she was brutal on me, and like I don't do that to her when I'm tearing <laughs> her up for the night. So so you know I let it go, and I was like you know we'll see how good you do without your uh, steering assist on. She's like I'll do terrible. Don't try and take that away from me. <laughs> I'm like all right, lady. Okay, fair is fair. So uh, but still you know Mario Kart not a perfect game, but still having fun with a co op experience for it yeah. for sure. All right, Jazzy Fiddle, what's what's new with you? <sighs> I did little video gaming this weekend because I did a lot of screenings and cons. So as far as gaming that I did do, uh, I played a few ranked matches in League and brought myself back up to Bronze 3, mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool. And then I played some PUBG with Cable2KX. We streamed it the other day, and we were doing duos, and we got down to four people left out of a hundred. Five. Well, five people left. And of those five people, it was Cable, myself, one single guy, mm-hmm. and then another duo team. And we were like, my heart's racing. Like, I can't. I was I, I was about to shit my pants because it's like that intense and it's a video game. Like, come on. Okay, you, you win, you lose, whatever. But it's like when you're in that moment to where you're like one of the remaining ones out of a hundred after you just put... 35 40 minutes into like this match it it gets super intense and cable gets spotted he gets taken down he's uh yelling to me where the guy is i'm on the other side of this rock where the guy's like crouched behind so i can't get into a good position where i can try to take him out 
They eventually end up taking both of us out. We end up not they, not they, the single, the guy. single guy, the yeah, single guy. Yep. Took you out. So uh, we ended up coming in th- in third out of a hundred. So that was, yeah, it was rough. But uh, I really thought you had it. I, yeah. I was I was watching that stream and just uh, you know being being a mod in the stream and um, I was it, we were just having fun and before you knew it, you were in the t- it was the top ten people left. I was like, oh wow, I didn't even realize that we you know that. We were this close, and then all of a sudden it was like eight, six, five, and I was like, "Oh my god!" They, hit. I'm like, they're both healthy. They have no damage. Mm-hmm. They got decent loadouts, and then it all fell apart. Yep, unfortunate, but still good, good we, run. Good I'm run. glad we put up an effort though. Like we didn't just sit there and get destroyed. Like we were, Cable was able to see the guy put a few shots into him, but I mean, Cable know, got, got pretty destroyed actually. He he got destroyed, but at least put a couple <laughs> shots into him, and. uh I fired at the rock. Yeah, and then you screamed. You're like, ah! and then you're dead. Um, that's debatable, but nobody go watch the stream <laughs> because it <laughs> it's on happened. Twitch. Go enjoy it. <clears throat> Need to use nades. Yeah, good call. We got to use grenades. I, I I don't do anything. I just run around and collect shit and then die. <laughs> That's me. Uh, every time I seem to see somebody, they've already seen me first, and it's I'm already. I don't understand what it is too, and this is like <laughs> cable. Cable's going to basically push push you away from this game because he's always like, "Man, we should get Grim in here. We should do squads, and you know he'll will have this great. I'll have this great duel with him, or he'll be playing with a fan and have a great duel ma- round. And then so whenever we get a squad together, be it three or four people. We seem to just like lose it. Like I don't know what it is, but it's like we we seem to lose. I mean, I disagree. We've made top ten with 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 more than you know with the squad. Yeah, a handful of times. You know, um, I don't know. We just we just haven't done it yet. Yeah, unlucky. We'll get there. Yep. So all right. Well, that's cool. I've uh, I did like you said. I played some uh, pub with you guys as well, and I played a lot of League of Legends. I've been enjoying that really. Uh, we watched the finals of MSI, so the international tournament has finally closed. SKT has uh, won yet again, yep. but G two put up a good fight, and and we got some we got to see some good matches. So I was just I just enjoyed the competition, and I'm looking forward to North America getting back into the swing of things for the second half of the season. But um, you know, it just it it kept pushing me to play more and more league. And I've started having really good games where it doesn't matter what character I play, I'm I think I'm just starting to get the concept of the game, you know. And that and that's what one thing that League always fascinates me about is that I'm pretty good at games. I'm not I'm not saying I'm a pro. I'm not great, but I'm pretty good at games where I can pick up most games and I can compete. And League for the longest time has been that game that I just I was not good. And so the fact that I'm starting to understand it makes me, you know, I'm enjoying this game more so than I ever have uh, on top of enjoying the pro, the pro scene of it. So a lot of that, playing some Mario Kart, but the, the nice uh, surprise that uh, I've been, I picked up a PSP and a PSP Go. Um, got them both for some good, some good deals and uh, shout out to our Retro community, so uh, Gamezilla podcast group on Facebook or joining the Discord on MotorCityGaming.com. I, I put it in there. I said under under one of the channels, I'm like, hey, I'm looking for a PSP. Really want one. It's actually a system I don't own in my collection. And I think within like I don't know a couple minutes, I had a couple people say, hey, you know, here's what we have. 
It was pretty cool. So, anyways, I picked those up. I uh, I hacked them, so I got to try out the whole NES, SNES, Genesis uh, emulators on them, and that was cool. It was fun to set up and just to play some Super Metroid on a PSP. It was weird. But then I went to Comic-Con, Motor City Comic-Con, and I found a Castlevania game for the PSP, which I've never... I didn't even know existed, but it's uh, Castlevania The Dracula X Chronicles. And it's basically three games, but you have to beat the first game in order to unlock the outside games. And it's, and it's So it's a 2.5D version of Rondo of Blood, and... You by by completing this game and, and meeting certain criteria, you'll unlock the original, which was a Japanese like CD based only game. It, it was on the PC engine. Yeah. Um, and it may have been released stateside on the Turbo Graphics. I don't know. No, from what I've read, it was they thought it was lost forever because it was Japanese okay. only. It was stuck on the the, um, the PC, PC engine. But then on top of it, if you meet other criteria, you can also unlock the sequel to this game, right? Which Symphony of the Night was a direct, yeah. like the beginning of Symphony of the Night is the end of Rondo of Blood. Right, yeah. So you can get all three in this game. Well, anyways, I just enjoyed playing. So far, I'm just in the original, or the 2.5 uh, Rondo of Blood version for the PSP, and it's sweet. It's real cool. Having a lot of fun with it. So I was playing that and having a blast. We also picked up Legendary. So this is something that we don't talk about a lot, yep. a lot on the podcast, but we picked up a analog tabletop game uh, by Upper Deck that is the new, um, it's not just Marvel, but we picked up the Marvel version of this, and it's a cooperative tabletop game. So you can have like two to five, two to six players, I believe, and you build a scenario, and there's different levels of scenarios, and basically once you build the scenario, your team has to go defeat this supervillain, so be it Apocalypse or Thanos or you know, you know, different villains like that, Magneto, things like that, um, and you can build super. We should live stream it right here. We on should like it. A Thursday night. <laughs> Absolutely, that'd be cool. And so you can build it really difficult, you know. And that that's it made it interesting to me because we've played a lot of tabletops throughout the years, like Magic: The Gathering, Hero Clicks, Verse System, but. It's always player versus player, right? And eventually, I feel like if you get one person that's dominating that that realm, everybody just quits. Like they eventually just fall out of it. They're they're not interested. So unless you're going to an actual facility, you you got a bunch of cards or hero clicks, and you can't do anything with them. So this game is interesting because it's team based, and you're facing a foe that's not controlled by anybody. It's just to draw the cards. So we uh, we picked up. Legendary Marvel and the expansion Dark City, which included like Apocalypse and Cable and, and a lot of the characters that we really like. So um, we'll have to talk more about it when we get some more gameplay on it, but it looks really cool. And Legendary, the style of the game, has so many cool versions. You have like Legendary Aliens, Legendary Predator, Legendary... Um, yeah, pretty much everything you can think uh, of. Star... Oh my god. There's Star Wars versions or no, Star yeah, Trek versions. I was thinking, oh, Firefly. Firefly. Firefly was the other one we saw. Yeah, so there's yeah, there's a ton of them out there, which is really cool. So, And there's a DC deck building card game uh, that they showed us as well that was pretty cool. And we got to see all of that uh, thanks to Pandemonium, who was at Comic-Con. So thank you for the uh, for all the demos. That was cool. And, uh, yeah, that those were the, that's what I've been up to. So that's what we've been playing this week. You can always let us know what you're playing over at the GameZilla Podcast Group or... Join the Discord on MotorCityGaming.com. It's free, and we're hanging out there all day, every day, talking video games. YouTube announcement. 
Did you know that we're on YouTube? Because we are. And you should hit that subscribe button, hit that notification button, just search Motor City Gaming. You'll find us. You'll see a bunch of highlight videos of this show along with Snake Pits <sighs> and some other great videos coming up here soon. So make sure to support us and head on over there and hit that subscribe button. YouTube, we just announced it. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us about Patreon? Uh, yeah, you can influence the show and get early access to GameZilla Alpha by supporting us on Patreon.com slash GameZilla Podcast like our friend Ecto Cooler. Ecto! And Ecto says, when is there going to be an at 5 Mile Rick and at Cable 2KX Destiny 1v1 rematch? Ecto. <laughs> Man. This was a great question when I, uh, I thought that Cable was going to be here, and then we found out that he wasn't. So maybe he'll answer in the Twitch channel, give his two cents, but uh, it's got to be soon. Because I feel like we have to build it into Destiny 2. You know? Oh, I know when we should do it. Nerd Barbecue. Nerd Barbecue 3.0, when we have an audience here to witness... The, the madness that is a rematch. Destiny one-on-one. There it is. I like it. I think it's going to go down. Book it. Put it on the marquee. Main event. The rematch of rematches. Five Mile Rick. Cable 2KX. Destiny one-on-one. Till the death. This is the only fair way to do this because every time that we've done this in the past... It's always been where everybody's been separated and it's online. Here, Cable 2KX cannot hand the controller to his daughter. Mm, true. <laughs> true. We know his daughter's Ooh, a straight sniper. Yeah, that's a good, good Just call. Just saying. That's a really good call. I like that. All right, well, I think we're, we're going to have to make that happen for sure. I'm, I'm glad you guys still haven't found out that every time I play Destiny, it's actually L-Plane. <laughs> that, oh. Is that how you got better? <laughs> that's how I got better. Like oh. I got to a point I was like, listen, babe. I need you to play Destiny for me because my hands don't work like that, and I die all the time. So mm. how about you give it a yeah. try? That's a good point. Okay. Well, I remember when we were in the raid, and it just started to feel smoother. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> when I was like, oh, you're home. You're home. Come here. Come here. Raid with the boys. <laughs> Thank God. All right. Well, yeah, Patreon. Oh, well, we want to give a shout-out to... Ibato Ibato. Ibato Ibato. I want to give a shout-out to Death Mountaineers. I want to give a shout-out to Sheriff of Patties. All new patrons or increase their patronage uh, this month. So we really appreciate the support. Thank you so much. So it's the only thing that makes me feel in my heart is when you donate on Patreon. <laughs> no, he he really is enjoying his new board, and that that you you know that that is uh, all thanks to you guys. He's got his new board, and obviously the new camera that we've been working on here for a couple months now. Um, you know, it's all these are improvements thanks to you, and and we want to show you how we're improving the show that you enjoy by your support. So, all right. And uh, I think we should uh, talk about our sponsor a little bit here. You got a good uh, plug for him this week? Do I ever. But before you give him the plug. Did you just Kanye me? Yeah. I just want to thank them. I want to thank Slackjaw Punks. I want to thank the, and so that everybody knows, Slackjaw Punks is sponsored by our, by the same sponsor, Detroit Beard Collective. So that's why I want to thank them because they were involved with this. They got us involved, and we got to enjoy last Friday night a, a really good time at Green uh, Green. 
Wow. Green Brain, Green Brain, Brain, Brain Comics. Comics in Dearborn, Michigan. Dearborn. We got to go. Yeah, we got to go to a screening of The Void, and it was awesome. They had they had a you know a good turnout, and everybody supported the comic book store, which is you know is locally owned, and it was just it was an overall good experience. It kind of felt like like the good old days. It kind of felt like I don't know, just it felt old in a way, in a good way though. Uh, not none of this like. GameStop bullshit where it's like, yeah, buy video games here, but there's no community. Like it just felt community, it felt loved. You had horror fans there. The the movie was horror based and and uh overall, you know, everybody bought comic books to support the to support the facility that opened their doors to us and let us let, let them have this event. Yeah. I just wanna I wanna yeah. make sure that they um they you know, we talked about this event um before it happened. We invited people out. So next next time it happens, because they have said they want to do this more often. Make sure to come out to the next one because it's a lot of fun. Plus, we got some Dead World soda. Oh, that cream soda is so good. Yeah, my God, Dead World, so good. Dead World zombie soda, so good. Unfortunately, I heard that that uh, that brand no longer exists. No, really? That's what I was told by Mister Detroit Beer Collective himself, I believe. Oh, well, no wonder why it tastes so good. He said so they good. might be coming back under a different name. But okay. That was some good. That was some good pop. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm. I'm disappointed. They they got they got a good product there. Yeah. But if you uh, if you like movies, comics, that sort of thing, go to slackjumpunks.com. They are our brother podcast. We love those guys. They uh, they put on a great show. So, you know, hey, if you want another podcast to listen to, you want to get something that's not gaming related, you got to listen to slackjumpunks. That's for sure. All right. Give us some love for our sponsor. Showing that love for the sponsor, let's talk about the greatest place in the known universe to buy products to take care of your facial hair, it's DetroitBeardCollective.com. Oh, what, what were you going to say? Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, Chuck E. Cheese. That's right. That, rat, that rat's hair is good. <laughs> he keeps that coat clean. He probably uses beard shampoo from DetroitBeardCollective.com like that makes I sense. do. Uh, you can go ahead and get yourself a beard crate. You need to do it. It is actually the best way to uh, customize and compile all the different scents and uh, the different products that you need to take care of your beard. Get a beard crate, have it shipped to your house, and your beard will be well taken care of. So log on to DetroitBeardCollective.com and place an order today. Use the checkout code MCGAMING to save 20% on orders $25 or more. Do it today. MCGAMING at checkout to save at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Also, Funko Land. Remember that place? Of course, I remember that place. It was only thing better than that is the Detroit Beer Collective. True. <laughs> All right, get some news. Grim, what's happening on the show today? You got you got a little little tiddly tease for us. Yeah, we got tiddly uh, <laughs> tease. Oh my god, I'm sorry. We got some uh, games coming back from the dead. We have some delays, of course. Oh, you know I mean, what game's not coming back from the dead? Metroid. Uh, I think you're wrong, and I'm going to prove it to you in never about been, a month here. I've never been wrong. <laughs> Anyways, we got games coming back from the dead. We got delays. We have Destiny news. Some good, some bad. All this and more on the GameZilla Podcast. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Download complete. All right, here we go. So, first up, I just kind of want to cover the update for the month. 
Uh, we're gonna try to do this monthly. It, it, it varies because of when the when the industry releases these numbers, but we do have April's numbers for video games and systems. And I just wanted to give a shout out to some of the people with the with the biggest victories here. So first up. I just want to give a congratulations to Mario Kart 8 holding that number one spot for top selling game of April. Nice work. Persona 5 coming up in second place. A huge surprise. No one, uh, I mean, it's a big game, but people I don't think expected to be number two top selling game, you know, over the likes of Breath of the Wild, still holding an F3. And then we have uh, MLB 17 The Show, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, Wildlands, Grand Theft Auto 5. A game that came out in 2013. This game's huge. Yep. Um, huge. Mass Effect Andromeda, NBA 2K17, Overwatch, and Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Can you tell us what the most sold console was? Yeah, absolutely. It was the Nintendo Switch. Oh, wait. So you're telling me that it wasn't the Nintendo Homeboy. It wasn't. No, I'm yes, sorry. See, you son of a bitch. You are wrong. Oh, he's got a point there. Um, no, I am not <laughs> wrong. Nintendo named their system the wrong name. That's true. That's uh, not on me. A couple games that fell just outside the top 10 that we want to uh, mention. Lego City Undercover coming in at 13 for the Nintendo Switch. So that's a good showing for a game that is actually a, a port from years ago. So that's, uh, that's nice. A game that did fall quite a bit, Horizon Zero Dawn, down to the 12th position. So outside the top 10, still still trending. And then Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is number 11. So I like that Black Ops 2, an older game, is outselling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they know. They, that's why they're making this change. They got to get away from this space shooting bullshit. Uh, next, uh, next piece here is that we want to say thir- that the Nintendo Switch has boosted console sales by 37% over last year. So it's a huge growth. I mean, let's obviously that's expected. You release a new console yeah. the previous year, you should you should kick the previous year's ass, especially if there was nothing new and exciting the previous year. And they did have the PS4 Pro and stuff last year, but that was late. So, um, yeah, and that's that, that uh, that's pretty good. Um, Persona Five, Mario Kart Del- uh, Eight Deluxe helped software sales finish six percent above last year's April. So. Again, the overall software hardware industry showing good growth thanks to the Switch and Persona 5 coming out. So I thought that was pretty cool. We'll, we'll always keep uh, keep you updated on some of these uh, numbers when they release them. The industry is kind of finicky, so we don't always get them around the same time. But we'll try to keep you updated. Okay, next story. Danger Zone is Burnout's spiritual successor. Okay, let me just say it again because you were too busy singing a good song. Burnout's spiritual successor. So the developer that created Burnout (laughs) is making a new racer. And uh, we we were just, you know, there's not a ton of news out here. Uh, There's been some hands-on play. And basically they are saying it is Burnout 3. Which, uh, if none of you have played Burnout Three, it's like it's one of the, my favorite racers of all time. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. From we were talking about it earlier, Dead Eye, and it was like for me, I always remembered the crash challenges where like they just give you a straightaway and you have to just cause as much damage as possible. And then you came right back with another point. What was that? Man, I love driving and just getting a takedown when it goes into slow mode when you just annihilate your yeah. friend. Yeah. Oh, or Take you just like the the road forks and you just hit right in the middle. Of- <laughs> 
before and your car is destroyed and you're like you just feel like an idiot it's like it's like it hurts your body you crash so hard and burn out. yeah it's amazing yeah when you start talking about takedowns i was like man it's like first person shooter racer game yeah. man it, i forgot all about the takedowns so yeah um this game is um Danger Zone out May 30th, so it's later this month, and it's coming out for PC and PS4. That's, like, super soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. and I didn't know, whole, days. I hadn't heard about it, so I was I was really like, whoa. Do we have um, a retail price on that? So, right oh, now. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, give it to us. I'm pretty sure it said $13. No way. It was, I'm pretty sure it was in the article saying that it was uh, real cheap. Yeah, it's thirteen dollars. Thirteen. It's yeah. gonna be thirteen dollars. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thirteen dollars. Yep. We all know I'm <laughs> I'm a cheap <laughs> bastard. So if I can get a burnout game, burnout, you know, successor for thirteen dollars, they're gonna have my money so fast. Yep. Yep. So that's exciting, and I'm I'm looking more for some some more arcade racers. You know, like I I really like the arcade racing scene, and it's it's been pretty slim pickings lately. So, all right. Next up, Microsoft renews a trademark for a canceled game called Scalebound. I I can't even get excited. For <laughs> what this. is going on with this with this IP? I, I read this article and I was just like, "You gotta be kidding me right now!" So Microsoft may have canceled Scalebound, but it doesn't want to lose the trademark on its dragon-centric IP just yet. No details were given besides the fact that they just they renewed it so that they don't lose the trademark, which also answers the question, who owned this game? Was it Platinum Games? Was it Microsoft? Well, now we know. It's Microsoft. So, mm-hmm. um, Or at least the name is Microsoft's, and, and it, we don't know if the dragon, like the concept, could actually belong to Platinum as well, but they're at least retaining the name. So, um, yeah, they don't have a team that they're putting underneath it yet. They don't have anything. But Scalebound's not dead yet. Scalebound's not no, dead it's yet. No, dead. Here's, here's <laughs> what happened here, all right? <clears throat> Somebody from Platinum after he actually left and went to another production company, and then act, and Microsoft was like, oh, shit, this guy's going to make this game and, and put it out, and it's going to just destroy the everything, break sales and all this other stuff. We have to screw him over, so they just... It would re- never do any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's 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 I everybody's it's excited that it's gonna oh it's coming back it's coming back now, I think they're locking this down so that it just screws everybody else from using this title to make a game. I mean that sounds very Microsofty. Yeah, because <laughs> even if it had nothing to do with the original Scalebound, if they didn't own the rights to the name anymore, someone would make a game called Scalebound just because the name's out there. True. Yeah. All right. So oh, keeping. So Jazzy, uh, you were correct. Yeah. Keeping. Uh, Keeping up with the Microsoft news, we have some updated Scorpio news, and that is simply that developers can choose higher frame rates for Scorpio versions, even in multiplayer. So, Mike Yabara came out, uh, one of one of the high ups in, in on the, uh, or sorry, the vice president of Xbox, and said, "No, there isn't. This is up to the developer to choose for their games what they want." Basically saying, "Hey." They can do whatever they want with the power of the Scorpio and left it wide open like that. Well, that stirred a lot of the community saying, well, this is a problem if you're going to have Scorpio users and Xbox One users in the same realm. Because 
Are you telling me now a company can come out here and say, well, you get 60 frames a second and all this, and you get 30 frames a second. And I mean, that's normal, right? Like that's, that's what happens sometimes. But at the same time, when you're saying you can do whatever you want, there's no quality control of the concept that the Xbox One user might have a lesser experience against a Scorpio version. It's the same reason why like Xbox has tried to stop for a while, tried to stop the whole mouse keyboard functionality because they didn't want the unfair gaming advantage on a, like say Overwatch for people that were using controllers on their system. So it's interesting. Uh, they've had the community coming out um, concerned about this. So it led to questions regarding um, the prior, the frame rates between the same game playing on Xbox One and Scorpio, particularly in multiplayer, where differing frame rates can make a definable alteration in quality of play. So if they and and Yabara made it clear if they wanted if they wanted developers could allow for different frame rates between consoles even in multiplayer. That was that was even in multiplayer was was quoted by him. So I um. I don't know. It's created a little bit of confusion. It's upset their own community a little bit. And um... I get where they're coming from, but I think what people have to realize is the developer themselves would be very poor in choice to create a 60 frame yeah. per second Scorpio versus a 30 frame per second Xbox One because. They want people to buy their stuff no matter which system they well, have. Yeah, they're going to hurt their own and game. And separating their own community yeah. is not what they want to do. Yeah, and I think, I, you know, and the article goes on to say, and, and this makes a little more sense, um, is that they were trying to say more or less, it's not up to us, it's up to the developer. We want to be hands-off and let the developer have the freedom. So, you know, I don't think you should be focusing, <laughs> you shouldn't be focusing this on Microsoft saying, hey, be big brother and come down on developers and limit them, you should go to the developers and say, hey, make sure your game's fair. Make sure your game works across, you know, across the entire infrastructure of, of Xbox. And, you know, that that's where their focus should be. And right now they're just they're looking at Microsoft because every, you know, right now the Scorpio is, is one of the main main focuses for E3 right around the corner. So yeah. I think a lot of people are, and it's funny too because people are throwing Microsoft's words back at them, and the fact that Microsoft's pledge throughout the last two E3s was no one gets left behind. Well, if you're leaving it up to developers and they leave people behind, then guess what? Your model's not no one gets left behind anymore <laughs> because you're leaving people behind. I guess they can sit there and say that's not our fault though. We didn't we didn't right. make that choice. But still, yeah, it's on it, a system that's got their name all yeah, over it. Yeah, that is that is a good point. So. Um, okay, next topic. Far Cry 5 is teased and revealed as a game in development. The then furthered uh, images that were leaked out have confirmed an American setting. We have a full reveal coming uh, this week for Far Cry. So, um, yeah, this is... We knew that there was potentially a new Far Cry in the works. It is a full-blown Far Cry 5, the next, the next wave of this game. And now, based off the architecture in these um, teaser videos that have been released, people have now pretty much said it's, it's in America, which is, which is cool. I'm, I'm all for that. But mm -hmm. four new teasers have been released for Far Cry 5, confirming that the game will take place in the U.S., specifically the state of Montana. 
So Joe it, Montana. And it'll be the first time. No. The big Montana from Arby's? No. So it'll be the first time in the series history. Uh, the short trailers end with a message saying that the game will be revealed May 26th. So only a few days away that we're going to get a full reveal of this. But uh, each video shows an image of rural America, then puncture the piece, uh, then puncture a piece with an un- unsettling image. The man being used as a face-based bell ringer is pretty unpleasant. Uh, they also seem to counter rumors that said the game would take place in a Wild West setting, which would put it in more of a direct competition with this year's Red Dead Redemption 2. But the clothing, weapons, and buildings look more modern than the Old West would suggest. So... We're only a couple days away from the, the full reveal. If you're a Far Cry fan, this is exciting, and uh, it looks like we're going to be getting that that full-fledged. Like, we had Primal. We had Far Cry Primal on, on this gen, but Far Cry 4 was on this gen, but it was still kind of built with previous gen uh, engines and everything. It was still a great game, but this is going to be that next wave where I think we're going to see, a, hopefully, a, uh, a big jump in quality of this game. Yep. America. <laughs> All right. This is a pretty big announcement that dropped today. Lawbreakers is coming to the PS4. Oh, yes. It looks dope. <laughs> this game, this game th- is yeah. super dope. We've seen a lot of this game this year at PAX South, PAX East. I mean, it's been... It's, My it's, dreams. It's been... It's been <laughs> absolutely. I'm not lying. Absolutely. This game has been everywhere. This is uh, Cliffy B's new new uh, IP that he's developing. And, and, and until now, until today, it was PC only. Yep. So here we are again. Let's mark this point. Even if it's ex- if it's a limited time exclusive, Sony has somehow grabbed this without Xbox grabbing it. Even though Cliffy built Gears of War. Not built, but was a huge part of Gears of War. Right. Pretty much Bill Gears of War, let's be honest. So, um, yeah, developer Boss Key Productions has announced a first-person shooter for Sony's system with enhancements on PlayStation 4 Pro. Previously, the game was uh, from Gears of War creator Cliffy B was only coming to PC. Publisher Nexion also unveiled the Lawbreakers will cost 30 bucks. Nice. There won't be a season pass because all DLC will be free. <laughs> Maybe I'll maybe I'm gonna play Lawbreakers. Yeah, this we're game, ta- this well, game again, is, we're talking prices right on that. Yeah, man. and the game looks like it's just a lot of fun. The the anti gravity and all like it, it's got some really cool unique mechanics to it. Uh, the business model sounds similar to a game like Overwatch with some uh, stash box system in place. So similar to loot yeah. box. So yeah, um, that'll only be doing cosmetic offerings. So when does this game drop? Do we have a date on this? Uh, I don't think we have a date. Yeah, there's no release date yet for the shooter, but it is planned to launch this year. Mm. So there you go. That's t- it's that's been around for like a year and a half in the conventions, so yeah. it's it's close. close. That's kind of tough for me though, because you know we got Destiny dropping in September and then Battlefront dropping in November. Yeah. So yeah, to fit in another is, another. Is, yeah, is there room for another shooter in my play library? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean that Battleborn too. Mm, shout out Battleborn two, Battleborn the Goat. The, great, the greatest game of all time. If there is ever a Battleborn 2, it would be the end of the gaming industry as we know it. It would certainly kill Gearbox. <laughs> and I love Gearbox. Okay, if we get a Battleborn 2 before we get another Borderlands, like... Yeah, well, we know that's not going to happen because Borderlands is going to exactly. get dropped at E3 this year probably, so... 
I'm just saying. Yeah. Stranger shit has happened. True, true. All right, uh, next story. Dragon Age Bio... Dragon Age. Bioware writer says new game is already in development. So... How how is Brick Bitch walking today? I know she's she's losing. She she had her moment. She had her oh, moment. Okay, because when yeah. I saw her, she was really chill. Yeah, no, she she's already worked it out of her system. So uh, we knew Bioware was going to be taking a break from uh, Mass Effect, and we didn't know why. Well, now through a leak of a writer, we pretty much can can pin what their what their next big project is, and that is continuing the Dragon Age IP, which is super. Smart. It's the way they should be looking. Dragon Age Inquisition did such a good job. It won uh, Game of the Year for my GN in 2014, and you know won plenty of other awards as well. So, I think um, we don't have a, a ton of news, obviously, on this because it was a a bit writer. You know, like he uh, they they wrote for DLC in the previous game, and they've and they've been able to be a little more involved in this development. So, uh, I'm not even sure they were supposed to say anything. But it seems like they're not in trouble. Nonetheless, uh, Bioware did, or sorry, not Bioware, but Activision, I believe, came out and uh, said, or no, sorry, um, Activision, EA came out, EA came out and said, um, you know, we're really excited to have this person on board. We have nothing further to say about <laughs> about Dragon Age. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, Hopefully, maybe we'll get some sort of uh, news at uh, EA's event right before E3 or at E3. But maybe we'll get some good digital facial recognition. Yeah, that would be an improvement for them. But that, I mean, let's be honest, Bioware has problems. <laughs> okay. They have problems with, with your that. face, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing they facial, else they but face your problems. face. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, next topic is uh, interesting. Sonic Forces, which is a, which is the new Sonic game coming up this year, will uh, will include character creation. So you are going to be able to build your own character in this game. So you'll have Sonic, and you'll have from the both generations. You'll have new Sonic, old Sonic, and then you'll be able to build a third character. And this is where Deadite's going to get excited because the first character that you can choose from, as far as the body build, is a bear. I'm going to go through the rest of them Just first. Just a quick bear rolling around? <laughs> yeah. Sonic Force? He blows, he blows away enemies with homing attacks. Oh. Then you have a bird who flies high with double jump abilities. Less interesting. You have a cat keeps one ring after being hit. Less interesting You have a further. dog who restarts with five rings after the player dies. You have a hedgehog collects rings when getting damaged. A rabbit has longer invincibility time after receiving damage. And wolf automatically draws in rings when near them like a magnet so you build you pick your your body build and then you customize it further beyond choosing one of these seven types players can customize the lock the the look of their character including outfitting them with hundreds of accessories and customizing options unlocking while playing through the game so here you go. Again, building this into why you should push through the game. It's very clever. So uh, each customized hero will have a grappling hook as a means of platforming, and the characters can be customized further via we uh, Wispens, which are a new take on the color powers from Sonic Colors. The uh, Wispens are unique gadgets that can be used both as weapons and for traversing through levels. It's cool. It's it's another. It's a level of I'm Sonic that uh, you know has never existed. Yeah. 
It, it, it they're at least trying something new that doesn't involve sonic boom. So. <laughs> Oh, it it'll involve Sonic Boom, because <laughs> yeah. while I'm doing my character creation, that's I'm going to blare it in the background. Sonic, Sonic boom. boom, Sonic Boom, Sonic, and then switching the glasses and shit. Saving the world from disaster. Yeah. We know. Okay. One pair of glasses at a time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, Red Dead Redemption 2, delayed to spring 2018. So this has been a, a big talk in our Discord uh, this th- today, really. And um, a lot of people are just being like, I'm completely okay with it. Gee willikers, I'm so happy that it's delayed. Like, they're all, you know, they, they're so in love with this game. And, and, and Rockstar, and yeah. And Rockstar can do no wrong. <laughs> Rockstar can do no wrong that they're just sitting back there giving it all the love. Now, I'm here to tell you that... Um, and all this, the reasoning that they've given, it just sounds to me like complete horseshit. And here's why. Shovel it on me, yeah. Grim. Here's why. I, I'm gonna, I'm rock star here and be like, hey, um, we're gonna delay our game that was supposed to come out this year because we actually started creating this on the current console. This was, you know, a lot of a lot of games that you love started before the PS4 and the Xbox One. We're building ours on the current console, and because of that, we just need a little bit more time to make sure it's good. No, no. <laughs> that, <laughs> didn't and they I'm, start building this game on the current console? That's what they're saying, though. They're, they're saying that you know we built it from scratch on the current generation. Not a previous generation that transversed into the new generation. So has every other game. False. You got you got Last Guardian. I mean, that's gone through like three generations. <laughs> okay. That was originally okay. I'm pretty sure that was originally <laughs> an N sixty four game. Yeah. yeah. So um, hashtag scale bound twenty twenty seven. So originally revealed to be released uh, the fall of twenty seventeen, Rockstar announced the delay today, saying that some extra time is necessary to ensure that we can deliver the best experience possible to our fans. Rockstar also offered a look at the brand new screenshots from Red Dead sequel, and you can check that out on Motor City Gaming's Facebook page. Um, we are very sorry for any disappointment this delay causes, but we are firm believers in delivering a game only when it is ready. We are really excited to bring you more details about the game this summer. The Rockstar blog post reads, um, the, after teasing the game for several days, Rockstar finally confirmed Red Dead 2's existence and, uh, and a first look trailer as part of the official reveal for, for um, Red Dead Redemption 2. But and they also announced PS4 DLC timed exclusives. So um, you know we do know that that's coming. But I, I just they did it right. But they just I don't know. Rockstar came out and kind of acted like full of themselves. Is what is kind of how I is how I took it. And I just didn't like it. You know, like you came out and you said, hey, we want to like like the statement I read. Just that one part of the blog. And the problem is that there's multiple articles out there reporting different things. So part of these could be inaccurate. But if they really said the things about like, you know, about the current gen and building it on the current gen. And that's why we need more time. Like, no, just just simply state what you stated. We believe our games can only come out when they're ready. Which that's a relatively new thing for you because you used to re- you used to release buggy ass games, okay? So like this is this, you're not you're not Naughty Dog, okay? Like first of all, Rockstar, you will never be Naughty Dog to me. So Naughty Dog will delay a game for fucking three years because it's not ready, that, and they'll just simply say it's not ready. 
and everyone will sit back and wait because they've delivered gold after gold after gold. That's really all that needs to be yeah. said. Like, listen, the game's right. not ready. We don't want to give you trash. You're going to have to wait. That's it, yeah. And then they just, they went a little too much for me where they, in their explanation, where they kind of came off like pompous and just, I was like, okay, I guess. You know, hey, I don't really care about your game anyways. I'm not a Red Dead Redemption player. I know that's going to upset a lot of people, but I'm also not a Grand Theft Auto player. Like, I Rockstar doesn't really do a whole lot for me, and that's fine. I'm sure it'll be a great game, but just come out and say, you know, hey, we're, we're it's not ready. We were a little aggressive on our initial release, you know, launch, and we're gonna push it. We're pushing it six months just so that we can make sure it's polished as best as we can get it. I think that them feeding us all these bullshit reasons is worse because we don't know anything about this game aside from we've had two teaser clips. Like, if I would have seen gameplay footage <laughs> right. or something like that, and they're like, oh, well, you know, we're having these problems. Okay, but you've shown me two pictures at yeah. this point, and then you drop the world premiere trailer after you send this message out. So it's like you're basically just coming up with a bunch of excuses that we have no comparison to because you've shown us two pictures. Yeah, I think see that's my problem is that you came out with this tease and this all this hype and then you're like, and it's coming out 2017, and everyone lost their goddamn minds. They're like, oh my god, they're they're pulling off a of Bethesda right now with Fallout, you know, like. But and then right around, then literally like a month later, you're like, oh, our bad. We need six more months. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> oh, it's kind of, yeah. It's like, hey guys, game. Zilla's doing so well. We're going to open up a studio next week. And then I'm going to turn to you guys and be like, we have no money. <laughs> oh, I got to delay that a year. We don't have any studio money. Like, why did I even say it in the first place? You know? But it's I, not going to be us telling you we're going to open a studio. It's going to be a picture yeah. of a studio with our logo with on it. With Jazzy's underwear on the yeah. table. And we're like, it what says, the hell's that? It mean? says coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> with the sunset in the background because it's fucking red. Day. I'm actually gonna get that tattooed on me. <laughs> yeah. So um, the the last piece, the last like you know idea I want to put out here is that you you create this game and and people have been drooling for it for years. So it's not like you have to worry about getting people excited for this game. It's not like you have to worry about people buying this game. You, you could literally delay it for two years, and when it comes out, it'll still be a success. Just chill out. And, and, and I think um, production companies uh, pr- and producing companies like EA, Activision, you know, whoever's jumping on board for different, different products, Sega, um, the you need to ch- like they need to chill out too because a lot of this pressure comes from that that side of it and we don't know the story we have no idea where where initially they were they dropped this 2017 window thinking it was realistic or or if they were you know pushed to try to get a 2017 release and they finally said it's not possible which then I give them more respect to, you know in, in that stance but you know. I, both sides just need to calm down and be like hey we you know be more like honestly be more like Kingdom Hearts three. They showed us Kingdom Hearts 3. They said, they said here it is. And uh, we'll tell you more when it's ready. And, you know, some people got pissed off. Some people want to know more. But realistically, they didn't make any promises that they had to fail on. They didn't overpromise and underdeliver. They just, they just showed you that something is on its way. And when it gets here, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, you're going to love it. And that's it. Like, that's simple. I'm just saying, Rockstar, be careful, though, because... You know, not too far down the road, we're going to have PS5 and Xbox 1.360 coming out. 
And you're going to have to delay your game again because you're going to have to remake it for a new-gen council. Also, for all of you out there that honestly are talking, and this is to my Discord community, okay? Like, everybody that's in the Discord community, you know who I'm talking about. If you really think PS5 is going to be talked about this year at E3, you're fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, crazy. <laughs> Crazy as hell. <laughs> it's you're not going to happen. You realize it's a four drop. Crazy. Saying you're crazy is kind. Year. Saying you're crazy yeah. is very kind. Just because the Scorpio is coming out and, it's, and it might be slightly more powerful means nothing, okay? Like, Sony is not scared. Come on. Like, they are not going to ramp up PS5 and, get it and push it early because of a, of a company yeah. that right now is selling... You know, you're selling two to one in the system war against them. So you've doubled their their you know their infrastructure. So I just um, yeah, I, I keep hearing all this PS5 <laughs> rumors. I'm like, no way in the hell is Sony talking about PS5. If they are, it'll be like coming soon in the future, and they'll just drop a five, and then they'll walk away for a year or two, and then come back. Yep. Sony's so. actually so okay with their positioning on Microsoft right now. They're going to talk about the Scorpio at this E3. That, that's how that's how good they are. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. It might be simply like, here's how the pro is better than the Scorpio. I don't know, but all right. All right, well, let's get into our main topic of the show here, and it is to uh, update based on, um, update the Alpha Show. So we have a Gamezilla Alpha Show. It's our focus show. Last week's episode was based around... Destiny 2 gameplay reveal. So we covered the actual reveal trailer, everything that was announced, what we liked, what we didn't like, what, what you know, what got answered, what's maybe still a concern, things like that. So so make sure to listen to that episode. Uh, it is already out on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. But I want to update because we did find out more stuff after that episode was recorded. And um, I want to start with one that we just found out today. And that is that World of Warcraft Gold will be able to be used to purchase Destiny 2. Yep. So, so if, you missed, if you missed, Blizzard is teaming up with Bungie, and they're going to be using Battle.net for the PC side of this game. And now you're going to be able to use the gold that you collect in World of Warcraft to purchase Destiny if you want. That's insane. It's awesome. Yeah. It's You'll awesome be playing World of Warcraft forever, though, in order to get this game. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's not easy. Yeah, because uh, you get tokens, and they're like, in the auction house, you can buy the tokens. They're like $140,000 for the, or 1,000 gold for these tokens. And I'm sure you're going to need a ton of tokens to get the game, so... Uh, back in February, the rules were changed on WoW tokens, uh, which could originally which could only previously be redeemed using in-game gold for extra subscription time. Now they can be used in exchange for Blizzard Launcher, formerly the Battle.net app credit. Yep. So that's, so yeah, you're buying those. So basically you're buying the tokens, which you just said cost a shit ton. And then you can use those tokens in Battle.net, a.k.a. Blizz, yeah. Blizzard Launcher. So it will always yeah. be Battle.net to me, people. Yeah. Like We're not calling yeah. it Blizzard Launcher. Yep. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but people are doing that now uh, as soon as this kicked over to where you could use it in the launcher. Um, people are basically grinding up the gold in World of Warcraft, buying these tokens, and then using it to buy packs and Hearthstone and skins and Overwatch, stuff like that. So yeah. now they're going to be able to buy Destiny 2. Yeah, so uh, to give you an example, to buy a token, uh, it, qu it qu turns out to be about $20 U.S. money if you are just to use cash. Now, you can earn it in-game, but just to buy it out, 
you're talking like twenty dollars. So yeah. uh, and there and basically people are, have already been using these tokens to buy Hearthstone card packs and Overwatch loot boxes. So they've already been using it cross cross game and, and you're gonna be able to do it with Destiny as well. So I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, and then next this is our Destiny streak. So this is this is all Destiny news. Destiny two, PS4 Pro couldn't run game at sixty frames per second. So it has been awesome. confirmed. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word you want. I'm not, I'm, I think you're confused with that the word awesome. That was a sarcastic awesome. Oh, okay. I was about to say, you're really confused with, that was with the my, word awesome That means. was my awesome in the tone of this is bullshit. Yeah. So uh, it's been confirmed that it's going. Uh, Destiny 2 will be locked to 30 frames a second on the PS4 Pro. So uh, we will get 4K. So you, if, you, if you're set up for 4K, you will get the 4K resolution. But you will be locked at 30 frames per second. <sighs> yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, the game director, Luke Smith, confirmed that it will not run at 60 frames on the Pro. I don't want people to continue to hope. We're going to be matter of the fact about this stuff. The PS4 Pro is super powerful, but it couldn't run our game at 60 frames, he added. Our, game, our games, this rich, this rich physics simulation with collision and players, networking, etc., it wouldn't run. Not enough horsepower there yet. So you yeah, know, to be fair, yeah. I think you think a lot of this has to do with the fact that Destiny's server based too, so everything's online. No, 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 no. Because I mean that that it's side of it doesn't matter. Game. Yeah, it, it all it, what what matters is what's here in front of me as far as what it, you know. Can I run the game as far as the server? Um, we're gonna get into that. Unfortunately. Okay. <clears throat> um, oh! Yeah. Project lead Mark Noseworthy explained that while the GPU was powerful enough to render at 4K, it was the CPU that was to blame for the lower frame rate. So they're, they're, you know, they, they at least got into some specifics and said why it's limited. But it remains to be seen uh, if the Xbox Scorpio will manage a 4K 60 frame per second output um, the the same same person confirmed that Bungie wouldn't be speaking about a Scorpio version at this time. So, but this E three Sony reveals PlayStation Four Pro Plus. God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> what I what I will think is that I I highly doubt with Bungie um, having its affiliation with with Sony with PlayStation brand and its uh, rocky departure uh, from Microsoft. I don't necessarily see Bungie coming out and putting a better version on the Scorpio. Because, again, do you remember the article we just went through? It's up to the developer. Hands right. off Microsoft. So this game is going to be 30 frames 4K on, on Scorpio. Yep. That's what it's going to be. I, I could not believe Bungie would, uh, would, would try to put out a superior copy on on the uh, microsoft platform plus how much just more, my opinion how much more on their end do they have to put into it just to basically make a, a 60 frame per second for one system oh they don't i mean it, it, it's frame, all it's frame all rates in. all overclocking and everything yeah okay yeah i i don't think as far as programming it not not anything because because they already have a pc version that would be capable of it, you know. So they have a version, they have coding of this game yeah, that runs. They just lock it to whatever. Yeah, you know, they, they, they yeah, it. exactly. So okay. to unlock it and bump it thirty frames, I don't think it'd be much on Bungie. I just don't think they'll do it. <clears throat> um, okay. Next story: Destiny Two PC version will support four K resolution and uncapped frame rate. 
So the PC version has been getting okay. a lot of love. If you've been seeing articles popping up all over the place from IGN, Kotaku, Polygon, even Forbes coming out, talking about the uh, the gameplay reveal where they got to go back behind stage and they played it on console, and then they got to play it on the PC, and a lot of them were like, I'm going PC. I'm going PC. Oh, my God, I'm going PC. So this is, um, you know, it's good news. We, we now know that... and. It makes sense with the fact that you can build a computer that can pretty much run anything. Um, that in addition to 4K resolution, the PC version will include the ability to play with an uncapped frame rate and feature support for monitors with 21 by 9 displays. So if you got these ultra wide monitors and you want to set up a sick looking display, you can do it. It'll support it. So uh, Destiny, Destiny 2 on PC will also feature full mouse and keyboard support. So you're not going to, you won't be forced to, you know, which we, again, we, we assumed was going to happen because they're pushing towards this esports world and they're not going to limit people to, you have to use a controller. So, uh, and you're going to have complete with custom key mapping and text chat. So, and we already mentioned it's going to be exclusive. You can only get the PC version exclusively through Battle.net. So, <sighs> okay. And then comes the bad news for the PC version. Destiny 2 PC version will release release date maybe later than the console. So they haven't come out and confirmed it yet, but the newly announced PC version uh, has no confirmed release date where the PS4 and the Xbox One versions has September 8th release date. So, you know, though I am very excited to play it on PC, I, I will be at least starting it on PS4 and enjoying it on PS4 with the concept that it also will probably play this on the PC eventually. At 30 FPS. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are you're the worst. That's I, I don't even know how to respond to that. You are because we know I'm going to wait until I come over here, and you're like, "Jabai yet?" And I'm be like, "Yep, let's go play." You, yeah, you're going to be at the midnight <laughs> release with me. We're going to take the take time off work for this game, probably. So, can so, I come? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for thanks. his birthday, we're taking time off. Yeah. Not for video games. Yeah. That is irresponsible and unadult-like. <laughs> totally, yeah, exactly. So uh, we, um, once we have more information on the uh, PC release date... I might get mono date. when this game comes out. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> out for two months. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> All right, so uh, last piece of Destiny news that un- was uh, is very unfortunate and has uh, bummed a lot of people out is that Destiny 2 will not use dedicated servers. <sighs> did Destiny 1? No, it didn't. No. And uh, if you've ever if you ever experienced some of your problems gaming online, that is why. Uh, Destiny 1 used a peer-to-peer uh, type connection, which works, but it also leaves you open to attack. So the DDoS attacks and all the stuff that we heard about, you know, or if you were having one of the best games of your life and all of a sudden you disconnected some magical way, even though you weren't having any issues, it's all going to be back. <laughs> all those problems, unless they come out with some new security measures, which they haven't talked about. But in an interview, the uh, game director, Luke Smith, stated that uh, dedicated servers were just not an investment that we made for Destiny 2. Instead, Destiny 2 will continue using peer-to-peer networking to power multiplayer matches, which could be bad news for PC players who are used to the stability of dedicated servers. So yes, this is affecting you too, PC, and this also answers people like, whose server are they going to use? Blizzards or Bungie? Nobody's. They're not going to use their dedicated servers 
According to Smith, Bungie is committed to tweaking uh, matchmaking parameters to have a higher focus on connection quality. Uh, the piece, you know, so, I mean, I hate this. I'm, I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. This is a huge bummer to me. I yep. just, I really expected that, I, th- I, I really thought they were going to come out and just, yes, they're going to make a, a fun game. And yes, they're going to have story and content. Like, those are things we wanted. But I also thought on the infrastructure side they were going to actually fix it and unfortunately they're just they're just going to go the same road that they've already been so i mean man you know what game has dedicated servers and runs really well League of I was going to say, League of Legends, I'm going to dick punch you. <laughs> but luckily you said it before I could warn you, so it's unfair. <laughs> so yeah, you're safe. It'd be unfair for me to strike you. Yeah. But I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Still thinking about it. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Is it a bit? It's not a big deal. We've we've yeah. had we've played plenty of Destiny with no problems. I just I just thought with the announcement of the PC and wanting to make this the you know such the, the big improvement over the first one, I really thought this would have been a move that they would have made. And maybe because there there was no infrastructure of servers there for them to build on, they the cost of starting from scratch was just so astronomical, you know, and that's. Oh, it's it's tough. It's a tough one. I'm I'm not a fan of that decision, but from a cost-effective reason, I also don't know what it would have what it would have you know took them to do it. Yeah. So, listen to the games little Alpha show. We had a lot of great points in there. A little bit of news dropped to kind of add on to stuff that we were talking about in that show, and that is that Destiny Two is going to uh, drop Grimoire cards. Oh yeah. So they're like, yeah. oh hey, you want to know what? This is problematic because you have to either go onto Bungie's website to read them or go into the Destiny Companion app, and it's not actually in the game. We're going to put the lore in the game itself. Well, no shit. Like, this <laughs> yeah. Sh- yeah. <laughs> that was, see, that's why I didn't even put that article in there because I was going to be like, no fucking shit. You're going to do what everybody else does? Damn. Yeah. Good job. You want to know what lore was in video games? It's called The Legend of Zelda on the NES, <laughs> for God's sakes. Yeah. Like, you could go back to some of the most basic games in ever. And the lore was in the game. Like, who the hell puts it in a card over here and says, hey, we're not even going to tell you about it, except in a little blurb on the bottom of a load screen. I'm I'm actually really disappointed. You know, I love really convoluted <laughs> ways to to get story that, that are at, uh, you know, on websites no one goes <laughs> you better to. Flinch. I you like better that. Flinch. I, I like when things make zero <laughs> sense and seem sort of half-assed in second thought. Like, I like that. I like it. I like it. And now I don't get that? Okay. I have read all the Grimoire cards. What are they? (laughs) You can't even say say the word. You can't even say it. Not a single one have I read. (laughs) Thank God. Yeah, you want to know what? Because most games have the things that Destiny 2 is really focused on, like clans. (sighs) Every game has the ability to have a clan. Oh, uh, in-game look for group. Guess what? Most games have that already. Wait, lore? In the game? Holy shit, you mean we actually can figure out what's going on in the game in the game? (laughs) Wait, are you talking about content? Like, in-game content? Right. Like a story? Yeah. I'm scared. Listen, <laughs> this is too bun- much. This bu- is too much for me. You want to know why? Because here's what Bungie. First, you do. tell me so I go- can make a clan in game, and now I got lore. 
I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. No, we're gonna I am drop, so out. Bungie's going to drop the Gwimwar card. You want to know why? Because now what you're going to get is you're going to get discount coupons for the books that you could buy, <laughs> which they're going to put the lore on. <laughs> the comic books and the novels and the in digitals. The, in the first Destiny, you had to like figure out a binary code on a, a to get lo, like grids, uh, you know, coordinates on a map. Then you had to buy a plane ticket and fly to that coordinate to find an old homeless man dressed like a guardian. And then he would give you a riddle. And after you solved the riddle, then you'd get an email. That's what I call a video game. That's That's content. Don't worry, they fix it. It's that. easy to get. <laughs> they fix that all in Destiny 2 because you want to know what they give you? A map. A functional map. <laughs> Thanks, Bungie. But I, I, they were way too hype about the map doing it. They're like, I'm presenting a you map. You can see everything. <laughs> It's like pegs. I just played Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. I, I get it. Like, okay, I have a photocopied <laughs> version I got from Funko Land for Zelda One. Yeah. That game had a map, yeah. but Destiny no map, yeah. just arbitrary spots on a planet that make no sense. Um, the world uh, events are going to be timed on the map so you can see when they're going to drop. Yeah. Oh, you mean I don't have to wait for the email from the website that I supply? You know, no, I don't have to watch. To? I don't have to watch the ship fly by and then and then guess what quadrant it went to. Be like, oh. Uh, Go down this aisle. Man, I... Exactly. And then the ship just fucking flew past. He didn't even land. The last event I found about it, I got in a a personal private message on my MySpace page. (laughs) That's how Bungie was sending those out. Mine was on my live journal. (laughs) (laughs) It was. A confession. So we'll put a confession on your live journal. You're like, oh! Grim reads his live journal. Heads up. Live event, possibly in the next two days. Okay. Wait. We should all bail on Discord and get back on AIM. AIM. Oh, my God. All right. All joking aside, though, we're very excited for Destiny. We just thought it was funny how hyped they got about things that were, like, should have been in their first game and probably should have been in, like, I don't know, the first game they ever made. So, um, In Destiny 2, you can use... A DualShock 4 controller on your PlayStation 4. <laughs> oh, oh! In Destiny 2, <laughs> Wi-Fi is enabled. <laughs> All right. But um, <laughs> that's been our news. That's our attack on the news. You can read all of these news stories and more on the Motor City Gaming Facebook page. Join the GameZilla podcast group on Facebook to discuss further on some of these topics. And don't forget to join the Discord from MotorCityGaming.com where we talk all sorts of video games every day. Uh, Lastly, I will say thanks to all of our patron supporters. And if you want to join Patreon, head on over to patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast where you can support this podcast, help us grow, and get some fun perks for helping. (sighs) I think it's time for Jazzy's... No, I'm just kidding. It's time for Mustard Boss! Let's do it! (sighs) You ruined that. In concert, they would fight this evil in a duel to the death. This war was an all-out effort whose ultimate purpose was to save our planet from total destruction. Must or bust? That's right. It's time for must or bust. You asked for it. It's back. 
So we talked to our Discord community people. This is why you need to be part of it. We asked them, what do you like and what would you like to see more from GameZilla? They said, hey, you know what? We like when you talk about games that are about to come out, must or bust, and maybe some deals left and right. No, so what really happened is they were like, we want more Jazzy. And Grim was like, fuck that, must or bust. Deleted all those comments. Go to the Discord. <laughs> all I'm saying is I run the Discord. If you go there, it doesn't say anything about that. <laughs> Because I have a delete button. <laughs> so anyways, this is what you asked for. We want to give you some. We're going to change it up a little bit. We used to talk about like the future week, the you know two weeks out. We're going to do the week of. You're listening to this show. We want to tell you what's going on right now and maybe what you should be jumping in on or avoiding seriously at all costs. So let's get started. Muster Bus coming out today. Disgaea 5 complete for the Nintendo Switch. Jazzy, must or bust? Uh, bust. I don't own a Nintendo Switch. You are a lying sack of shit. You got rid of your Switch? Yeah. No, you did not. Sold it. You are a liar. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, this game just doesn't interest me, though. Like, I, I think for me, the problem is, is that I have... This, uh, you know, really epic game backlog on my Switch called The Legend of Zelda Breath of the yeah. Wild. Which you're never going to play, but let me just let me just sell this to you, okay? <laughs> the next chapter of the legendary Disgaea series tells a tale of revenge Ooh. and of rebellion. Oh. As a new and terrible overlord named Void Dark seeks to enslave the countless netherworlds, one young demon has stood to end his reign. Kilia! Kilia the demon. And Disgaea 5 lead Kilia and his treacherous army to rebels of rebels on their dark and dangerous path to vengeance. Dark and dangerous. Filled with more over-the-top action and hilarious writing than ever before, Disgaea 5 damage numbers are surely headed for the record books. Record <laughs> so wait, the bad guy is called Kilia? No, that's the good guy. The bad guy is called Void Dark. Oh, so the so you're called. <laughs> so was this Kilia. written by was this written by a sixth grader? <laughs> no, it was written by a fourth grader, <laughs> an advanced sixth grade class. That's <laughs> right. There was Star. It Killer. takes place in school. Okay, like I think you're in high school in this I game. I think that's true. Anyway, or it's not high school. I think it's like like death school or something. Like it, it's all okay, dark. I, it's all dark based. I, but you're in school. Anyways, void uh, school. If you want your deal, here it is. Amazon Prime, $47.99 in the first two weeks of purchase. Or if you're a gamers club member over at that BBY, it's also $47.99. Those are how you're gonna save some money on this game without paying the fat 60 bucks. If you're into the JRPG, this is a must-buy. I'm gonna skip it. I played a lot of Disgaea on my Vita and I don't I just don't have the time for this game right now, so I might pick it up down the road. But it it again, if you're into this series or if you're into JRPG, then I think it's a, it's a must. The real reason that it's a must for me is I have Persona Five. I mean that's fine, and I'd rather I'd rather play that. Yeah, that's fine. I I don't I don't think that is a a poor decision on your part. Okay, next Agreed. up, Vanquish. PC edition. This comes out Thursday, May 25th on Steam for 20 bucks. If you're unfamiliar with what Vanquish is, Platinum Games, one of our favorite companies, it's a revolutionary sci-fi action shooter slide boost into PC. 
battle legions of future tech enemies using a vast arsenal of weapons, including all DLC, fully unlocked frame rate, and gorgeous HD resolutions up to 4K, the definitive way to play, war has accelerated. So Vanquish is a is a kind of a cult classic, similar to how they re-released Bayonetta in 4K on Steam. This is the same company uh, and with Sega and Platinum Games. They're releasing Vanquish in 4K uncapped frame rate, and it's cool. You're kind of like mech, uh, you know, mech soldier, and you can they have the, it's really fast paced, and you have this cool like boosting like slide tackling. So you're just like you're running at someone, they start shooting, and you can just literally drop and start sliding can at you do them that Brink? while you can fire. It's like it's like Brink, but good. <laughs> So, yeah, you can, <laughs> except it actually works this time. Oh, God. Yeah, so um, I think this is a must. If you're into a shooter for 20 bucks on Steam, this is going to be a fun game to pick up and have some fun with. Anybody else have anything to say on this? No? Cool. I'm I have kidding. one question, and depending on how you answer it, de- de- determines whether it's a must or bust for me. Okay. Does the $20 that I spend on this game, all the proceeds go towards Scalebound? No, no. Okay, yeah, it's a bust. For okay. Me, Next up, Rhyme for the PS4 and Xbox One, not the Switch. Oh, also, there's no way to save on Vanquish unless you have someone gift it to you. So just find someone to gift it to you. And wait, then wait, you can't. S- Sa- oh, oh save discount. Money. Oh, I mean, yeah, like you discount. Can't save there's your not game really on- a discount through Steam. I, I don't have. I don't have a secret for Steam discounts unless you can go find. You know codes online on shady websites. I know people do that. So, anyways, Rhyme is coming out for PS4, Xbox One. We still we still are not getting the Switch version. It's going to be uh, coming out Friday, May 26th, and this is that fun, cool-looking, cell-shaded game. So, Rhyme is a single-player puzzle adventure game without a, with about a young boy shipwrecked on a mysterious island after a torrential storm. Players must use their wits to decipher the challenges and secrets of an expansive world with rugged terrain, wild creatures, and the crumbling ruins of a long-forgotten civilization. So, with a little bit of narrative, colorful cell-shaded artwork, and a sweeping score, Rhyme offers a player a meaningful journey filled with discovery. Jazzy Muster Bust. I'm going to say, for me, it's a must. And for anybody like me that has put any amount of time into The Last Guardian, do yourself a favor and buy this game instead. <laughs> this is this is what we should have got with The Last Guardian? Yes. That's your prediction? That's my prediction. Uh, we've seen a lot of this game as well at PAX South, PAX East, and it is, gore- it is, it is beautiful. I think the, you know, the only problem here, and I think Deadite's going to side with me on this one. I'm taking this away from you. This is what happens. You start playing with mouse pads and everything. You get it back when I can trust you. This is why we can't have nice things. (laughs) I'm sorry. I wasn't behaving. Yep. (laughs) I get yelled at by our video editor because of all the dumb shit you do every week. Yeah. I'm taking this away from you, too. Some people call it dumb shit. Some people call it pure entertainment. It's (laughs) potato, potato. So what I was getting at, though, with Rhyme is is this is a prime prime game for the Switch. And I think people are going to probably wait for the Switch version um, like Deadite. I'd rather just put my time into Zelda. It's actually a bust for me. Also, the games that it involves wit, something I lack. <laughs> so it's a bust. Like, I, I, I so if you're done with Zelda, I think it would be a must. If you're not done with Zelda, play Zelda and just wait. But am I right that you would rather have it on the Switch than your PS4? 
I'd right now I'd pretty much choose anything on Switch over PS4 unless like it's there's a big graphical difference just because the convenience of playing it. I'm just loving I'm loving the Switch right now. Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh back. Um, I'm gonna trust you. Don't let me down. Uh, I'm full of letdown. Don't let me down. <laughs> I'm watching you. Okay. Next game, Ultra Street Fighter 2, The Final Challengers, coming out Friday, May 26th. You can pick this one up on the discount from Amazon, just like Rhyme. I sorry, forgot to tell you about Rhyme, but you can get the same discount first two weeks of release. Get that discount if you're Amazon Prime, or, uh, or try to grab it up from your Gamers Club as well on, at, the, at the BBY. So, this game is basically Street Fighter 2 all prettied up. The game that rocked the fighting genre in the 90s is back with a host of new features on Nintendo Switch. Ultra Street Fighter 2 The Final Challengers features a stellar lineup of characters, including the all-original fighters and bosses. The characters added to Super Street Fighter 2, plus new additions, Evil, Evil Ryu and Violent Ken. Ooh, Violent Lame reskins of the <laughs> mascots of the franchise. Choose between Dumb. classic pixel art graphics for a retro nostalgia trip or enjoy a refined new modern look. Use the Joy-Cons to challenge a second player anytime, anywhere. Pull off flashy super combos and show your opponents who the strongest is around. In addition to verse action, versus action, you can now team up with a friend to take on a CPU opponent together in the new Buddy Battle Mode. Buddy Battle Mode. <laughs> buddy Battle Mode. Will you be my battle buddy? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Muster Bust, Jazzy. Uh, also coming soon, Good Guile. An angelic Chun Li. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, about the level of creativity and, Capcom has for Let's all. not forget Bianca. <laughs> and Bianca. Beautiful Bianca. <laughs> Where he sm- smells your breath. Jazzy, mustard bust. No, bust. I can't. Like, there's going to be enough people that I know that are getting this game that are big fighter fans that I'll just play it when I visit them. Yeah. Uh, Dead Eye. Street Fighter 2, one of my favorite games from my childhood. As an adult, I'm looking at this and goes and, and think to myself, this game costs twice as much as what it should. It's a $40 game that should be $19.99. It's a bust be solely because of the price. I think it's overpriced. But you can get it for $31.99 on that it's, deal. That's still $11 more than I think it's worth. I think this is a it's not a it's not a bust, but it's a, it's a wait for sure. I think uh, I think we'll see this on sale this holiday. Yeah, I'll get Easy. it for twenty bucks on sale this yeah. holiday. I love yeah. Street Fighter. Well, I love old school Street Fighter. Right, exactly. So yeah, I'll wait for it to hit that greatest hits. Yep. Yeah. Okay, another one that uh, I wanted to cover today that is coming out Friday, May twenty sixth, on Steam, downloadable on PS four and Xbox One. Friday the thirteenth, the game. Man. Jason is out to get you on Friday the 13th, a video game, a terrifying game based on the slasher film franchise. Stalk camp counselors across Crystal Lake as Jason Voorhees or assume the role of a helpless camper in an attempt to survive the night. The multiplayer component to this game puts pits one player as Jason against up to seven people as counselors. While Jason can be an immediately daunting, seemingly unstoppable force, he is able to be brought down with the epic win condition, it'll be difficult, requires some teamwork, and perhaps a bit of intelligence, but we'll be giving you the tools and opportunities to realize the biggest win in horror gaming. 
that sense of relief at the end, knowing you stopped the biggest and baddest killer in the world, is not something to take lightly. And last, you will be worried. Jason will always come back for more. If you haven't seen trailers of this game... Man, it's brutal. It's brutal and looks ridiculously awesome. Uh, This is a 110% must for me. I am looking forward to this. I'll probably play it on the PS4 side because... And we'll have to see. We'll see who, who, where everybody wants to go with this. But I think the PS4 side has the potential of having more people that we game with jumping on board. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. all in on this one. I want you because here's what's going to happen. We need like six friends to come together and take down the sociopath himself because we know he's only going to play Jason. <laughs> Ethan. If this is anything like, and, and and don't get me wrong, I don't mean like it as far as is it good or bad. I mean like mechanically. If it's like Evolve, then you will have to roll your way to Jason. So there'll be that chance that you can't always be Jason. Uh, and I think that I, I makes sense as to how that, you know, how the, it's almost like League of Legends where when you go into a uh, ranked game, you, you pick what positions you want, but there's a chance that you get the secondary choice, not right. the primary. I think that's what's going to happen here. That's fine. But he'll probably hack the game and just be Jason all the time. Fact. <laughs> True. So I'm assuming it's a must for you. Yeah, this looks like the be- like this looks like the the slasher movie game that fans of the genre have deserved forever. Like yeah. this looks like the like like un- until dawn was really cool. Um for like a horror game that had some similar elements, but like this is a big franchise and this is something you know I, I'm excited about it. Yeah. This looks like a fun streaming game. It looks, it, you know, with all the fun that we're having with uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds right now, I think this game, yes, it's not 100 people, but this is this is another game like that where we can just have a lot of fun, a lot of different results, a lot of just different experiences that we have because of it. And I think, uh, you know, it, it'll be a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all on board for this game. What's the price tag on it? The uh, price tag is thirty nine ninety nine for Steam. They didn't they didn't put that in with PS4 Xbox One, but I'm assuming assume it's going to be around that. Around that, that seems like about the right point. price for this too. So yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So pretty cool. Uh, that's been our muster bust for the week. So you can uh, we're going to try to bring these to you more often. We're going to try to uh, get you some more deals. You know, right now I know these deals were simply like, hey, if you're a member of this company then you'll get a deal but if we find actual deals we'll let you know and then of course remember patreon.com we do uh, gaming giveaways every month so if you're a patron member of what is it the uh is it mega gamezilla mega gamezilla mega gamezilla level then you are entered every month and uh when you win you get to pick the game so if this is something you want but you're you aren't sure join patreon you'll have a chance you gotta get on patreon so, yeah, tell your grandma to get on Patreon too. That's right. Have your grandma listen to Gamezilla. Yeah. Trick her into giving us money. Every good grandchild would do that. It's not shady at all. <laughs> okay, exploit well. your grandma. Yeah, great. Gamezilla it's for, for the children. all the people that have exploited their grandmas already. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI has just sent a letter to Gamezilla informing them. That they have discovered new emails. Downloading GameZilla emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com. 
Okay, Jassy Fiddle, your Gamezilla mailbox is up to date. That's right, you write them, rewrite them, y'all write them, and then get hyped. How's that? Too loud. It made me upset. It hurt my ears. <laughs> That's frightened. right. You write them. We read them. Send them in. Info at MotorCityGaming.com. I'm better than Jazzy. Everybody knows it. I'm the hottest. I'm the best. Screw you, Jazzy. You can't hold this down. First email. I don't even have it up. I'm just going to go with it. It's God of Games AJ. And he says, what's going on, Motor City Gaming crew? I was just at a wrestling event with Deadite, and I want to know, who's your favorite wrestler? This isn't even a real question. I just made it all up. Suck it, Jazzy. Deadeye, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Of all time? Yep. Get ready to drink it in, man. <laughs> the GOAT, Chris Jericho, Y2J. He's absolutely my favorite. He's the best at everything. He does everything through and through. He's evolved as a character so much. Every single time he's on TV, he's someone new. And uh, he's still fantastic, even at his, uh, his advanced age. You ready to do your job now? Yeah. Thanks for the question. Got a games AJ fantasy question that didn't exist. Okay, so just to let everybody know, we've got a lot of questions rolling in. Shows are running long, so I might have clipped lawn. some of your lawn. Super like lawn. The guy like, mowing his lawn. Yeah, the guy door. mowing his lawn. Hey, like, running the lawn. Yeah. Why don't you just baby snurch it? Three hours. <laughs> Splam! <laughs> so I might have clipped some of your questions. For time purposes. To sum it up, button it up when you're writing a question. Don't write a novel. Write a question. Jazzy is not apologizing <laughs> to you. He is telling you. Yeah. Your questions are too long sometimes. Get your shit together, people. We don't need a graphic novel test. We need a question. He's got little dick doodles in yeah. his emails. No, we don't need it. We all know that I struggle reading through these, so if you can make it like 10 words maximum, that would be very helpful. Why you guys like video game? <laughs> Make it eight. <laughs> Why you game? <laughs> Our first email is from Testonomics. As competitive gaming gets more and more popular, there are a lot more. Well, that's your ten words. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there are a lot more discussions around the meta, and there seems to be a few different types of ways that we see metas change. Do you prefer your competitive games to be more like Pokemon? Overwatch or the League of Legends test. <sighs> as far as meta change, mm, I, I'm going to go with League of Legends uh, for the main reason that I feel like the meta change is organic in League of Legends. It's it's not uh, it's not forced upon necessarily by the uh, the developer, and I mean uh, Overwatch kind of has the same. They all have a little bit of or, or, of organic change, but what I love to see in, in League of Legends is when you watch like MSI. Okay, this is a great example because it just happened. MSI at the beginning, the the position I like to play, which is ADC, um, we we were watching a certain like two three go to characters over and over and over again, and by the end of this one tournament. Players found a w found something that they hadn't realized, and those three characters were not priority more priority anymore because there was four other characters that became so dominant in that tournament, and the whole hyper carry like I don't know hotness all of a sudden launched that we went from like you know an Ash and a Lucian just you know crit damage and speed to 
like poison and and slows and all this it, it was a, it was just a flip and by the end the the you literally watch this shift happen through the tournament it's pretty cool and then when you see that it instantly then I go to the game and I'm like I'm going to try that so all of a sudden I'm playing a character in Twitch that I've never played before and I'm having a lot of fun so I like I like seeing that verse let's say Overwatch where you um have a favorite character and they just nerf the shit out of them and then you're like all right cool i gotta find someone new to play like you're like yes there's nerfs and buffs in league but i can't adapt away from roadhog it's my only option i know but i'm just saying i'm just saying like that's that's you know that's the problem i have with the two and and i'm a casual pokemon player i don't i don't even understand what the meta is in pokemon so that's why it's not an option for me yeah so the the i can kind of comment on the the meta of pokemon a little bit and and we don't we know Test who asked the question is actually very into the meta of Pokemon, and it's it's kind of tough to me because the meta changes you know, changes as generations come around or as games come around. Where in League of Legends, like you said, it's community based. The community sort of dictates what's going on with the meta. Um, you know, in Overwatch, nerfs and buffs, and it's a little bit of the community what people are, are leaning towards. But in Pokemon, the the competitive scene does have bans that help try to balance out the meta. But it's kind of tough because because. With Pokemon, there's, what now, 800 pretty much Pokemon, and there's such a small pool of them that are actually competitive, competitively viable um, between move pools or ones that just clearly their, their stats are outstanding. If you watch the competitive Pokemon scene, man, it, it is like there is 20 Pokemon everyone uses. And then you'll find those few sleepers that someone can, like, be a genius with and work out. But um, the way the Pokemon meta is designed, I, th- I think that hurts the competitive scene just because there's not enough diversity in team build because it, it becomes quickly clear what can be dominant over other things. Yeah, I, I mean, that makes it makes a lot of sense. I, w- I will say that uh, that Shelly Blue had an interesting comment here saying, it's interesting if you take these two games in Overwatch and uh, and League of Legends, and you take a two year break from them. And I have a great experience with this: is that I took a huge break from League of Legends, and then you come back, it's in a completely different game, and it is like yeah. I-, I came back to League of Legends, and it, <laughs> and it's actually one reason why I came back and I left. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to really give it a try this time. And then I came back again. So, but yeah, it was so different. And, and even through the season, season, you know, seven to eight, and, and which is what we're, we're going through right now, correct? We're in seven or are we seven. in eight? Yeah, we're in seven. So we're going through seven, eight. When eight comes, the, it'll change again. And like characters like, you know, maybe let's just say assassins are, are uh, they're just not used. They're just an unappreciated faction. Right, will come around and they'll make those changes, like I said, in Overwatch, where they'll try to bring that that group back to, you know, having a purpose, and then they'll let the meta go again and see what ha- and see how it, it it grows and changes. And so it's just, yeah, I, I do I totally agree with with that person saying that it's it's uh, ever evolving, and if you take a break, you come back, it's it's almost like a fresh game again. Man, let's talk about the meta of Battleborn for a second, though. Oh gosh. Yeah, let's not I, do that. I think the difference. <laughs> and I and I know everybody's gonna be like, oh, well, you're a league fan and you're you're fanboy and all this stuff, but Riot just has it right. Pokemon has the ability to do this because they have so many, but they like like Ethan was saying, it's just there's so few that are actually viable to be competitive. Whereas in league, 
it's not necessarily that there's f- few that are you know competitive. It's how you utilize specific ones together to formulate the meta. So you know somebody that might be horrible on like a Tristana. You could find a team that's like, hey, we're going to pair this Tristana up with these other two champions, and then she's going to become a powerhouse, and we're going to try to swing her into some sort of advantage. So I think Riot's done a really great job of being able to take the 134-plus champions that they have and allow you so much freedom to come up with different types of teams to basically kind of build your own meta. Absolutely. Yep. Great question, Tess. Great question. Thank you. Our next question comes from Sci-Fi AJ. What music have you guys been listening to lately? These are some speed questions. Okay, so I guess lately, my most recent would be League of Legends again. Uh, they released a new video for a character named Lux, and uh, in, underneath it was a what I thought was a Bass Nectar song, and sure it was a, a newer Bass Nectar song that I haven't heard called Butterfly. So I went to my Google playlist, found it, listened to it in its entirety, thought it was great. So what did that do? It uh, For the last two days, it made me have a 100-song Bass Nectar playlist that I just play while I game, uh, while I play League of Legends. Ditto. <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah. listen to the song. I listened to Bass Nectar's Butterfly four times on the way over here to the studio yeah. today. And I'm going to give a shout-out to our fan, Sci-Fi AJ, because, of course, we went to Comic-Con for the third year with him. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. He, come, he comes out to uh, to Metro Detroit to, to attend this event every year. And tradition says we have to play Sweet Dreams by Rhythmics. So we did. We rocked it out. We sung we danced while we drove. It was probably very highly unsafe, but we did it. We did that on my wedding day as well. We did. Yeah, it's it's tradition. Pretty much any like large event. Yeah. So when he comes out to get more um, for us to get some some tattoos coming up here, of course we're gonna have to rock out some sweet Gotta dreams. Gotta have it going. Yeah. I have the new Mastodon album, uh, Emperor of Sand, bumping in my car. Picked up the new Incubus album. I've been rocking that. Still really liking the latest Let Live. Unfortunately, that band broke up like a month ago, so I'm actually kind of bummed about that. Um, and outside of that, Ghost Bath. Really digging Ghost Bath. Yeah, Ghost Bath. Man, go, go, Ghost Bath. So that, that, that's what's going on with me. There you go. Who is the top three bands or artists you're really vibing with right now? My three are <laughs> the League soundtrack, basically. It's I not call a it band. It's, it's a group. It's a, it's a group of composed artists. All right? Whatever. I just love it. Cop and then out. obviously Bass Nectar because I've been listening to a ton of it, but uh, Seether just dropped their new stuff. So, nice. you know, have to, have to go back and listen uh, to my boys. Probably you, one of my favorite. Have you even listened time. to it yet? Yeah, a couple songs. A couple songs. Is it good? It's not bad. It's it's kind of bringing them back to the the music that I liked. Oh, that's good. They kind of so had I mean, a change in the way that they were. Yeah, I mean, I, Seether was my favorite band in my youth, and yeah. actually Grim and I bonded early in our friendship by us going to a Seether show together, and they got to a point where like the, the music didn't connect with me anymore, so it's not like, you know, I'm like, oh, they sold out, I don't listen to them anymore. It was like, just that happens with bands sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you drift apart from what they're doing, and maybe you don't connect with it anymore, so if they actually are getting back to their roots with their sound, uh, that might actually get me yeah. back to listening. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh... So what was the question? Top three right now? Yep. Uh, I mean, Bass Nectar is definitely up there. Um, Imagine Dragons is something I've been listening to a lot of. And then, man, I've been listening to a lot of Seether. Just not, I haven't listened to their new album. It's just been listening to their old stuff. So 
Yeah, I, I, I do. Old stuff I, so good. I do want to give them a new a new op, a new chance with this album. So I'll be uh, I'll be listening to it soon. You got you got three. Well, like I said, I'm listening to Mastodon. Just saw him in concert last week. Sci-Fi went with me. Incubus. I'm listening to the new Incubus and then Ghost Bath. Yeah, I mean, you kind of already answered yeah, that. I, I already I took care of it. Man, what I'm, I'm listening just, to. Just wanted listen you to, to do bands. it into the correct portion of the questions. Just saying. I'm a bird you can't cage. Next. Uh, what game is your favorite soundtrack, or what game has your favorite soundtrack? Mine is Twisted Metal Two. Yeah, you've answered this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna change mine right now. My favorite soundtrack in the video game is Axiom Verge. Donkey Kong Country. It's pretty basic for me, but shout out to that Tony Hawk Two soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Straight Fire. Yep. Yeah, and if I'm gonna change mine up, I'm not gonna lie. The Shovel Knight soundtrack is great. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yep. Great. Thanks for the question, Sci-Fi. Next question, BMC. Yo, boys. Do what you guys do you guys get taken out of a game when the graphics look dated? Not talking about smaller 2D or indie games, but big AAA supposed to look good games. Video quality snob, friend of the show, BMC. What does that mean? <laughs> In this day and age, if a game's supposed to look good, it probably looks good. Like I'm, I'm confused by this question. Like if you're telling me that Are you talking about like uh, Andromeda. <laughs> Which one of the cutscenes didn't look right? Okay, yeah. If you if you want to go that route, then of course you got to be taken out of it. Yeah. You're sitting here looking at like a, a fish face that's supposed to be a human. But um, I, I, you know, like I'm playing on my Vita right now, the um, Lunar Silver Story, and um, or Silver Star Story or something. Anyways, I've never played Lunar, and uh, I've heard a lot about it, and I own it on PS1, and, and so finally I was just like, you know, I want to play it, but I, I, need, I need it to be portable if I'm going to give it the time it needs. So I picked, I picked that up on the Vita, you know, super outdated graphics. I love it. I think it's, it's still beautiful, and the anime cutscenes are, are art. They're, they're gorgeous. So um, as far as a new game that's supposed to look good, I, I really don't know what that means. I guess, like... You know, if I compared Horizon Zero Dawn to Zelda, I would tell you Horizon Zero Dawn looks better, but I loved them both. So I guess no. If the story's good, yeah. if the mechanics, if the game is good, it doesn't have to be the prettiest thing in the world as long as I can connect to it. If it's pretty, it helps, but all you you need like some sort of <laughs> replay factor, like something that's going to keep you going back to the game. So a great story mechanically it's fun like as long as it has those things being able to take your ps1 saves and may turn them into dragons exactly dragon seeds neat that's that's (laughs) jazz's jam yeah i've never been a graphics guy mostly because i've always been like a generation behind i was a wii owner you know like graphics isn't it's gameplay to me so if you handed me breath of the wild and it was all polygons, and it looked like it was on the N64, I'd probably still have a really good time with it. Now, it is beautiful, and I love that aspect of it, but as long as the gameplay's on point and the adventure feels good... Can, I, t- can I time us out real quick? Um, we're getting called morons by a patron, patron member yep. who is the person you're reading this question to. So can he's basically saying that this is not his question. Stop censoring me, Jazzy. You guys are killing me, not my question, you morons. Okay, well, let me respond to BMC since he is in the Twitch chat. Um, BMC, 
if you could please not send me a 32-page book question, <laughs> I will be more than happy not to butcher it for you. We have very minimal time on the show. We don't want to have a four-hour episode uh, for all of our listeners because, you know, they want that, you know, you know, that that good quick listen so that right, they can listen, get right to the elf. I know you're gonna give our patron some shit here, but I am gonna I am gonna have to side with him and, and say I didn't understand worth the shit what his question was, and now I'm starting to think that maybe it's because you took a chunk of it out that clearly described what he meant by a game that's supposed to have good graphics. That's true. If Caleb would have got to the point and asked a question instead of writing a novel, there wouldn't have been confusion. What button are you about to hit? I have a button for Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Red alert. Massive. <laughs> Critical damage. It's, it's a fair button. It's kind of butthurt. Yeah, so you're taking longer line. than my question. BMC, we're taking longer because you have created this confusion and just dysfunctional bullshit on this show. I love you. All right. Um, but, I mean, seriously, I have no idea what he was asking because we don't know the full question. So I'm just going to say graphics don't matter as long as the game's fun and mechanics work. And I, you know, I still play horrible Metroid games, for God's sakes. They have not aged well. Still like them. I still, play, I still play Blast Corpse, for God's sakes, on the N64. Still like it. It's ugly as hell. I used to believe that it was one of the best-looking games in my mind. But clearly... Times have changed. BMC, thanks for the confusion. Love you, bro. Jesse's fault. Next question, Brick and Mortar. Gamezilla Dudes, what are your thoughts on remasters slash reboots in video games? We all know that they are running wild with this in Hollywood, but I feel that it has its place, its time and place in video games and movies as long as they're not done too much. What is a game that you would like to see remastered or rebooted? As always, game on brick and mortar <sighs> brick and mortar did put us in on blast in the discord yeah go ahead so he called out uh that you know metroid was going to get said which has already been remade and he called out blitz i'd probably say blitz would be a game i want remade so he did put us on blast after oh not his- to answer those you mean yeah, yeah, he called us out. No, he didn't want our our phone in answers. I wouldn't say Metroid be remade though, because I don't want Metroid to be remade. Yeah, I want it's already new, been remade. Well, it has been, yeah, but I also want just a new Metroid. Yeah, like um, so as far as a game for to be remade, well, how, how do you feel about remakes? I think they have a, they they have a place for sure. Like we've we've enjoyed some remakes, like. Go back and play the regular, the original Resident Evil. It's diff- it's hard. It's hard to go back and play that game. Now go back and play the 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 remake of it on the GameCube, and you'll have a much more enjoyable time. I I guarantee you, it's still great. You're not you're not losing anything from the original. Like remakes have a, have a purpose as long as they're not overdone. As long as you're not seeing a remake three years down the road or something like you know, it needs to be genuine. You know, like. So yeah, I I have no problem with good remakes, but there are there is some bullshit out there for sure. Um, as far as what I'd like to see is a remake. I mean, man, you know, I just got a Blaster Master that pretty much we could call it a remake with a little bit of you know alteration going on. I was very happy. So in that in that same realm, I'd love to see a remake of. Star Tropics. 
I really like Star Tropics. That's I'd love game. to. I'd love to see something come back and and, and use that world. And and I'd be so interested because that world only exists to me in eight bit. You know, in in that in that that you know time frame. So it'd be really interesting to see what it would, how you could bring that to this day and age. You know, in the same sense of like when you think of Wonder Boy, a game that got remade for the Nintendo Switch. Um, that was originally on the master system and you can toggle it on and off and see just how cool the difference is. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I'd trust star tropics or, um, you know, my other go-to would be wipe out everything fantasy star that's happened since and just redo and start fresh as original fantasy star online, just the original. Man, if you're not going to give me new versions of this game, and I have to deal with the fact that you're going to remaster them. Here are my three games. Marble Madness, Battletoads, or any fucking Twisted Metal game. That's not Twisted Metal Black. D okay, yeah. Good call. True. Good call. Good call. <laughs> Let's cover our bases. Good, good call. That I was completely dangerous. forgot about that because I blacked out when that <laughs> yeah. game came out because it was so bad. Yeah. Um, Battletoads, great call out for sure. And Marble Madness, great call out. So I like all those. Yeah. What about you, Deadite? First, I want to give a shout out to a, a remake that in a lot of ways was super appropriate. I've been playing the DuckTales remaster. Mm -hmm. And because they brought in visuals that fit so well in line with the actual cartoon show, it, ma it made it a really good experience. So I just have to give that one as a shout-out as an awesome HD remake. The game I want remade, Jet Moto. I think Jet Moto is due for a comeback. I had a ton of fun playing that. Like, that, what, they have three of those? Yeah, something like that. Man, I thought they were really fun racers, and we're we we are in a time where we need more fun racing games. I mean, we're loving Mario Kart right now, but give give us Jet Moto. You can have a lot of fun with that. Or Road Rash, Road Rash, Road Rash is better. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a Jet Moto fan. I thought I always thought it was too slow and just the, the mechanics were garbage. It was Man. a floaty racer. I liked it. Yeah, I'd rather have an F Zero. Mm. F Zero remake. Give me F. I so I really don't care that much for original f-zero but f-zero x yeah if you gave me that as a remake i'd murder someone <laughs> don't admit it oh my god but that someone would be jazzy whoa we would sacrifice him. yeah also yes so i have a special question can i read it before yeah. your next one yeah go okay. for it my question is from Buttmasher Caleb. Yo, boys, <laughs> with your games like Witcher 3 and Horizon Zero Dawn pushing story, depth, wink, and graphically graphically fidelity in one sweet package, is it about time Bethesda and their developers step up and use a modern engine? Shout out Doom, you're looking amazing. It's a running joke that Bethesda games look like a really nice last-gen game. I played the demo for Prey, and while it was fun, the flat textures and stiff character animations took me out of the experience. If they were going for an Overwatch art style, it would be different, but they are competing with other AAA games that have all that fun and look amazing. Do you guys get taken out of the game when the graphics look dated? Not talking about smaller 2D or indie games, but big AAAs supposed to look good games. Video quality snob, friend of the show, BMC. Man, he read that pretty well, right? Like, not a lot of hiccups. It was real smooth. Two minutes and 47 seconds. No, that was not two minutes and 47 I, seconds. I was watching the time. There's no way. I was watching timestamp. No way. There's no, no way. way that was There's no way. I may way. have added a few minutes. Yeah. 
more like 47 <laughs> seconds. <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> Jesse, you did take out some a, big pieces. A few of the big pieces. Oh, oh, I'm sorry that he wrote seven pages. You <laughs> picked the wrong thing to cut out. You're like, here's the question. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. So the real question is... Does Bethesda need a new a new game engine? That's basically the question. Yes, and that's what Caleb should have yes. asked. Yeah, Caleb, here's what you could have asked. Does Bethesda, does Bethesda need a new game engine? Uh, see, and I didn't here's get the, that from that yeah, question. And here's, that mothra of... And here's the answer. Absolutely yes. I'm so tired of their dated graphics. I was super excited for... Um, I can't even think of the name of it right now. Um, with the mask. What the hell was it called? Dishonored. Dishonored 2. Like, I, it, I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't play that game. It just... It, nope. Nope. It was gorgeous. Yeah. For, no, it wasn't. <laughs> what are you... Massive. I'm gonna throw it. I am gonna do it. Oh, it's okay. Any conspiracy? I have a conspiracy. I, do I have conspiracy music? I don't think I do. Jazzy's trying to tank the show. Yeah, I think so. He's yeah. trying to ruin Gamezilla so he can go start his own podcast. Yeah, I, I don't actually believe that. He's he's obsessed with Gamezilla. Obsessed. So, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, slowly the, becoming yeah. unobsessed. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm already done answering it. It's yes. Bethesda needs a new game engine. See, that was easy. Move on. Okay, our <laughs> next, our next question in full. <laughs> <laughs> but is it because this person didn't write a novel? Correct. There yeah, we go. Yeah. And I appreciate them for this. I'm not going to mention their names, but. Thank you, chaps. <laughs> I still agree with with the Gamezilla crew here, BMC. You need to cut down the shit, okay? Yeah. All right, moving on. Chaps, when was the last time you beat a game where you had struggled at the end, trying your very hardest to get past the last boss and barely scraping by, to the point that you had to cheer or call and tell a friend about your accomplishment? I didn't have to... Chaps. I didn't have to call any friends because they were in the room with me, and it was when we... When we finally beat the latest raid in Destiny, yes, and it was like, yes. it was like we had we were on the last round, so there was no going to hide in the light. It was like put everything you have. I was throwing my shoes and my chest armor, whatever I could find. I found a dirty diaper on the ground. I picked it up, threw it like a grenade. Whatever caused the hit point damage, we threw it. Whoa! And it died. Whoa. I thought we died. I thought. Uh, yeah, I thought. It I thought wiped. we all because when you take too long, you all wipe, right? Yeah, everybody dies. I. I thought it happened and that's when and then it took a second and I realized oh my god we did it and and literally just the joy like just flew out of me I was like oh my god run to, and then I run to the chest and I got like garbage drops and I was yeah. like okay well I still feel good but damn that was a waste of 17 hours yes I agree with Grimlock and the second part, don't you say yes as if like you're agreeing with us because you know damn well L was playing that's true I saw the excitement on her face <laughs> when 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 she helped you guys. When okay, let's be honest. When she carried you guys to yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of the raid, and when I, I I you know again, empathy's not really my thing. Feelings aren't really my thing. But I felt it that night. I felt the joy at one a.m. watching my wife help you guys conquer the raid. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was that was a good moment. Uh, you know, I always I always go back to Gears of War with the cooperative play and and some of the uh, some of the cool finishes we had with with uh, God of Games AJ. Uh, it's just that was a great story. So to complete it together was special. But other ones that were just like I don't know, close. 
trying to think. Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy 15 got really crazy at the end. And just, you're just literally just, <laughs> the battles were like, just keep moving, keep keep swinging, keep, keep teleporting, and eventually I might get through this. And then when it's finally all over and you kind of watch the ending unfold, you're just kind of like, Almost in disbelief, and then and then I don't like again. This game's been out for a while, but I'm still not going to go throw any spoilers out there. But then like it all happens, and you're just kind of like, "Fuck." <laughs> so yeah, I I had a moment with Final Fantasy 15, but nothing touches at least this year or in the near the recent, uh, you know, history of gaming for me. Nothing touches the the Destiny raid that. It couldn't have been any. It couldn't have gotten any closer without us losing. Prior to that raid, I would have to say you'd have to go back to my days of World of Warcraft when we defeat not during Wrath of Lich King, not the Lich King himself. When we beat the Lich King himself, I was like, oh yeah, you know, and excited. But Cindergosa, the dragon you have to fight before him, was a pain in the ass. And when we finally defeated Cindergosa, it was like through my mouse because it was wireless at the time. Put a hole in the wall. <laughs> Had to fix that. <laughs> like, I was super excited. <laughs> Usually you throw the mouse to the controller because you're pissed. Because you're pissed. No, I was. It <laughs> was broke. more of like a fling. It was more of like a. Because it, it was like it was like on my desk. And it was more of like a fuck it. <laughs> like swiped at it. And just went flying. <laughs> <laughs> that it was like fuck yeah no my hundred dollar mouse just took just took yeah, and a hole yeah. in the drywall <laughs> in the headset guys I'll be right back I got to run across the street to Kmart <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's good that's a good one I don't beat games so the raid the raid <laughs> the raid experience was really good for me um you know I uh, I'm trying to think of the last game I beat so. I mean, okay, next not, question. Not a lot of, not a lot of options next out there. Next question. <laughs> Our next question is from EA Spuds, who just got off of work, he said, in the Twitch chat. So, mm -hmm. perfect timing, EA Spuds. Hey, GameZilla dudes, if MCG were to make a con like MCCC, which is Motor City Comic Con, what event slash contest would you guys have? Escape from the Shadow Realm, EA Spuds. Ooh. Yeah, the yeah, we know we all know the shallow. Well, sorry, not all, but a few of us here know what the the shadow realm is. We know all too yeah. well. Um, so if we so, are we a part of this of an event, or we're or we are the? Event? I think we're, we're going to make a con. I mean, it'd be it'd, yeah, be, it'd be our yeah. con, Motor City Gaming Con. Yeah, it'd be, or or it'd be Motor City Game Con. Game yeah. con, or what about Motor City Game Com, where we where we bought the world supply of game coms, Ooh. and now we are celebrating their riches. Now we're getting somewhere. So yeah, we would basically take the Germany show Gamescom, <laughs> and we'd just be Motor City Gamescom. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> but we'd add in Homeboy at the end, so we wouldn't get sued. Right, true. true. So um, basically, the I mean the event would be. I, I would love to do a gaming event, you know, and, and I love packs. So my gaming event would, or our gaming event for, at least for my answer side of this would be community driven. I don't want to bring all, I don't want to bring PlayStation and all these developers and X and Microsoft and just, and try to like 
have them show off stuff to to the industry and why they're the best and blah blah blah. I want them to interact with the fan base that play their games. I want them to have fun and 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 show why this game that's coming out is going to be special and and just and and have that just experience where the fans are having fun, the industry is getting an advantage because of it, and overall we're having a good time. And and you're going to do that with with you know great panels. Panels that help the fan base, not just panels like this is why this game's the best because it's 60 frames a second and 4K with 8 million pixels and can support V-Sync. Like, okay, great. We get it, man. If we want to look up specs, we can do that online. But, you know, what's better is to have those panels where it's like, here's what got me into making video games. Here's how I created the concept of Borderlands. Here's how, you know, things like that that are interesting and storytelling that, you know, maybe we don't know right now. Um, mixed with hands-on great gaming experiences for up-and-coming games and current popular games and the current stuff that's already out, building building a tournament uh, structure around that. So, and I think I'm always a fan of of trophies, unlike unlike Deadite here. And so I think it'd be real cool. I always see the I always see the packs the packs competitors walking around with their their giant like bling. Packs gold, silver, bronze uh, necklaces that they're rocking around that have stamped in the back of them what they're champions of. I think th- that concept is so cool to me that I think Choppy would make his grand return finally. All these people that always are like, rest in peace, Choppy. Choppy's not dead. He's just looking for the right purpose. And I yeah. think him being a medal for our tournaments... He's resting. Would it would it be the the BX8B Memorial Tournament? Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> in exactly. honor in honor of our past incarnation, exactly. the Chompy Award. That's right. I like it. Yeah. So you know those those are just a, those are a few pieces that um, I would consider. I, Jazzy, do you have thoughts? Well, if you can go first, go uh, for so it. So I know that in in the Snake Auditorium there'd be there'd be some talk pieces. There'd be snake auditorium. So in, in the, the snake convention area, whatever we want to call it, uh, first we would have a talk on, it would be, why your podcast sucks. And I could simply uh, shed some podcast knowledge on some some young guns, help them so they could, uh, you know, because it's going to be based around us a little bit, so yep. can help other people that are interested in uh, becoming gaming podcasters. And who know, maybe, maybe we'll find our next uh, crop of talent for Motor City Gaming there at that convention. No need to bring the laugh track of yours to that one, because it'll be funny enough. That's the hope. Uh, Next. He's saying that your shit's not funny that you use a laugh track. I mean, I'm hilarious. (laughs) He's basically calling you like, like the Golden Girls. As long as he's not, I'll be Golden Girls. As long as you don't call me Big Bang Theory. Oh, I was gonna go there, but I thought that might be too too deep of a yeah. cut. Oh, that's when I stab you. <laughs> See, I'm glad I dodged. We all know, we all know, I can dip myself real well. Yep. I'm always a second away from stabbing a guy. Crisis <laughs> averted. True, because uh, True. you keep that in mind, everybody. Next would be Snake Pit Live. I would have a, a a group of guests coming up on stage. We'd have fun. It would be like a talk show sort of thing. Snake Pit Live. Who would uh, you want as a guest? Who would I want as a guest? Yeah, you don't need a um, bunch of them, but just like some. Not, not even like your favorite guest. Just one. Who? Uh, who's somebody you'd love to have? I want the toasty guy. I want the sound the t- designer for like the old. <laughs> the, I think he was the toasty. sound. Yeah, he was like the sound designer for like the original Mortal Kombat. I want toasty guy to be up on stage with me. That's the guy I want. Uh, and then, and then, uh, lastly, the 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 final thing is I would like to host 
a snake pit fighting tournament of all really crappy fighting <laughs> games. Like the, like sh- we're talking like Shaq Fu, yeah. Robo Pit or whatever yeah. Chops is obsessed right. with. Right, right. Like it'd be all it'd be like five Primal really bad Rage. fighting games. Yeah. It'd be really bad fighting games. And I would actually really want Xander to be my my co-commentator for that one. Cause yeah. we know Xander's really you know really into some Street Fighter and stuff. And I think him and I, he'd be a really good straight man to me, uh, you know, keeping it wild as the snake. I think it'd be sort of that dodgeball vibe for the commentary team. So that's what would be happening in the the snake auditorium for Motor City Gamecom. That's good. That's good. Nice. I maybe not necessarily a con, but I had one of the best times of my life when we went to Toronto to watch the NA Championship. Uh-huh. Yep. So I would love to host a local gaming tournament on a big level to where we can just get the hottest game that's out right now, get some teams in there, be able to like, you know, announce it, have a lot of fun, get people in there, crowd them, crowd them in, give them some free shit, give them a great show, and just have a blast. Yeah, and just really show show people maybe that they haven't realized it what esports is all about because that exactly. that's where that's where esports really like I knew esports and and I, I I watched it here and there but man after I went to Toronto I was like this is this is fucking nuts that that was basically what I thought I was inside a hockey arena that was sold out yeah. to watch to watch ten kids. Play a video game in yeah. the middle on the screen. It was insane, and at the same time, I was so hooked. It was so cool. So yeah, I um, I'd love to be able to spread that and, and and get people that haven't had the opportunity to drive to Toronto or somewhere else. Yeah, just to let you guys know, the are- I've been to many a huge hockey fan. Been to many a hockey games. Unless you go to a playoff game, which I mean, mm. there's no comparing that. If you're like hockey town playoff game, it's it's crazy. That arena was louder than any regular season hockey game I've ever been to. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Whew, man, right. good question, Yes, yep, Buds. Yep, yep. All right, and we uh, have our last question here from Xander. Mm. And Xander says, remember how good Manhunt was? No. Remember when the sequel came out and no one played it ever? Mm-hmm, yep. Because it was on the Wii. <laughs> what other reason. games had a massive flop of a sequel that deserves another chance to shine? Mm, man. This Vector a, Man. <laughs> Vector Man was great! But was Vector Man 2 not good? Wasn't great. Wasn't like the first one. Vector Man needs another chance. If Vector Man came out tomorrow, I would be... It'd be, it's it's on that level for me because I because I played so much Vector Man as Battletoads. I, I would I would be I would be very happy. Um, my problem with Vector Man is, in my opinion, the gameplay was fun, but it falls into the poor level design that a lot of platformers from that generation fell yeah. into, where it was like, ah, where am I really going? Everything's kind of dark. But, sure, sure. But in general, the, the the actual gameplay of Vector Man very fun. Yeah. Um, but we have to think of something that had a bad sequel. Tetris 2 was oh, garbage. Yeah. But Tetris has gotten plenty of chances after, this including Puyo Puyo Tetris. Tetris is fine, but yeah. Tetris 2 is true. There's only one answer to this question, and the fact that the original game was so epic, and the sequel, which happens to also be the original game, was so epic, it needs another shot, and that is Brink. <laughs> There's no. Se- 
Bring two. Bring two. Bring two. It needs another shot in your heart. There's no sequel. I'm just saying it needs another <laughs> shot in your heart. What they is with you and taking about... people's questions today and just going off on your own like no, but your listen, own like everybody purpose. wants to see Grim give Brink another shot. I'm trying to give the people what they want. <clears throat> Everyone already knows this because we've already had someone buy me a copy of it for God's sakes and then ask me to stream it. And have you played it? No, not yet. I haven't even cataloged it into my inventory yet because it hurts to think that I'm going to put it into my database. That's not even in my database. Yet. I didn't make the database. Sasha says Dragon Seeds. Man, I wish Dragon Seeds. Dragon Seeds didn't have a sequel. Didn't have a sequel, yeah. Robo Pit. Robo Pit 1 was bad. Robo Pit 2 was even worse. <laughs> Give Robo Pit another try. Maybe. There's got to be one out there that I'm completely just just. Oh, I'm, trying, I'm really trying right to rack now. my brain. Vector Man was a decent answer for me. I would also have to... Man, what am I thinking here? What sequels really wins? <sighs> Sequels Wasn't that Batman so. Revenge of the Joker kind of terrible? I mean, most Batman games are terrible, though. Well, the original Batman on the NES is good. Have you? When's the last time you played the original Batman on the NES? Oh, it's been a few years. Yeah. I mean, it's good, but it's it's yeah, it's okay. And it's I guess, not bad. I guess comparing it to the second one, though, it's it's probably think, gold. Yeah. Yeah. Second one tra- is poop, and uh, it makes the first one gold. So then, yeah, maybe a new Batman game. But guess what? We've gotten plenty of Batman games. So, like, I'm trying oh, to, yeah, it's one that yeah. is I'm gone. trying to think of something that's like just it, it got it had its it did well, crapped itself, and they bailed on it, right? And it, I mean, man, you know what? Like a great example is if we went with two to three. Like Fable Two was the shit. Mm-hmm. Fable Three crapped itself royally and yeah. gone. And like Fable deserves another chance. Project Gotham 2 was money as hell. And then Project Gotham 3 kind of was like, is this dead? Is this really that dead? I think Project Gotham has a spot again. I think Microsoft should definitely revisit Project Gotham. I would be interested in it. You know, so those aren't necessarily originals to sequels, but, you know, the, the same idea. Just two to three. Man, the game that I loved, the very first game, like, couldn't get enough. And then, like, all of the sequels were just hot trash and garbage. Worms. Man, there's a lot of good worm games. Yeah. Worms Armageddon was money. like mm. any of the extra worms. I don't the think you've first, played any I got Worms Warfare on the DS, and it's really was good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you've played many worms no, games. I'm telling you, the first one, you can't beat it. How many worms games have you played? 32. That's false. But I will tell you that Worms is has plenty of great games. Can we, I guess well, I played the wrong ones. Then. I know Nintendo listens to this podcast. Can we somehow get ner- worms on the Switch? Because yeah. that would involve a Dude. bloodbath in the lunchroom Dude, at work. Worms on the Switch would be perfect. That's a, that's a great game that probably it's wouldn't great. take much yeah. work to port, yeah. and it would play great on the Switch. I think the last Worms game that I played might have been on the Vita. I bought one on the DS. That's the last one I played. Okay. Yeah. And the script, the split screen actually made it kind of complicated. Yeah, I can imagine that one, but uh, Sasha says worms. Sasha, no. <laughs> um, man, like the I really like this. Que- game. I really like this imagine. question, but I'd like to answer this question while I stand in my game room. So I yeah. might do like a vlog about this because I'm, I'm interested. I'm actually interested to look at my collection and be like, oh. Yeah, this game definitely deserves oh, yeah. some love. You probably point them all out. Yep, this one, this one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what? Here's one that deserves another chance that really didn't have a bad game. It just stopped, and that's Mega Man Legends. 
Mm. Mega Man Leg Legends and Legends 2 for the PS1 were both both like amazing RPG Mega Man games that like people love. And you know, I mean this is just a story of Capcom. They just <laughs> they just don't do anything similar to Metroid. They just don't do anything with IPs that will make the money. I don't get it. Man, you know what game deserves another shot? Earthworm Jim. I was just gonna say Earthworm Jim earlier, <laughs> and then I, I like forgot I mean, about like, it. Not you said that Vector one, Man, and I yeah. got like I was three like, wasn't Fuck very Earthworm good. Jim. Three wasn't very good, and and you know, so like again from two to three was where it fell off, not one to two. But a that, lot of a lot of franchises died off going into three D. Yeah, absolutely, and I would love. A new uh, a new Earthworm Jim. I would definitely be on board to support that, like on a Kickstarter level. Absolutely. Gax. No, no. Chameleon no. Twist. Spyro. Where's Spyro at? Oh he's, he's man. He's in Skylanders. Yeah, he's just stuck in Skylanders. I know this is late, but you know what racing game we need to have come back? Micro Machines. It's coming back. Is it? Yeah, it's actually uh, it's it's coming out soon. Actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, Codemasters is making it. Oh man. I'm yeah. It looks super it looks really now. cool. It looks really good, and it's uh they brought in some of the people that did the original. Nice. Yeah. yeah it looks oh, really cool. I'm I'm, I'm hyped for mm -hmm. this now. Yep. Fuck the rest of the show. I'm just gonna go look up Micro Machines. <laughs> there you go. I don't blame you. Just kidding. I love you all. Thank you for sending in the emails. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Those are some good questions this week. So. Good stuff, everybody. All right. So. Everybody. Why do I always like lead him into like singing? <laughs> it's every episode. <laughs> I like singing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we had a run there where you guys made everything into a Limp Biscuit song, and I thought about quitting. And I was I was setting you guys up, so I have to ask myself the same question: Why do I let that happen? Mm. I mean, I know why you let it happen. If you say I did it for the Nook. <laughs> I didn't have to. I didn't have to. You saw it. You saw it. Yes. You I heard saw, it. I saw you it. You heard in, it. I saw it in your, your bastard oh. eyes. Oh, that feels so good. He fell right into it. And, and just yeah. did, oh, my God. I don't even have to finish this episode. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Do it. It's over. I got everything I wanted out of life. End it. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank the Detroit Beard Collective once again for sponsoring this episode of the GameZilla Podcast. Remember to use the code MCGAMING to save 20% on all your beard grooming orders over $25. If retro gaming is your thing, then listen to the Legend of Retro Podcast every Thursday in all the same great places that you can listen to us. But after you listen to our shows. Oh, that's that's a bad plug. Come on. No, Legend I love those of guys. Retro. You got to listen to their stuff. Everything they've been doing is great. They've been releasing uh, some great episodes on some, you know, RPGs, maybe? Is it a question or do you know? <clears throat> yeah, it's RPGs because I was a guest on the episodes. It's uh, multi-parter and we're going through the top 100 RPGs of all time based off of IGN with maybe a sprinkle of uh, Game Informer's bullshit list. Uh, and it, it really sparks some good conversation uh, across the, the panel. So uh, stay tuned for part two of that coming out this week. Set it like a question to spark curiosity. That's not how it works. That's not, that's well, not how any I of this works. No fucking clue what I'm doing. 
We already know that. <laughs> Patreon.com is the best way you can support GameZilla and GameZilla Alpha. Go there, become a patron today, and I can at least tell you it's not super common for us to call out our patrons for being butthurt. We're much nicer to all of our other patrons other than BMC. So That's true, actually. So yeah. he's, he's the one that we're mean to, so he has it coming. Uh, become a patron, help support this show. As you can see, we are growing. We are using your patronage uh, to help make GameZilla better. Uh, and you have an opportunity to win a game every single month if you are at the correct level on Patreon. So go there, support this podcast. And hey, maybe you don't have a couple dollars to give. The next best thing you can do is share this podcast with your friends that play video games. Go ahead, tweet it out. Just recommend it verbally. Hey, you got to listen to GameZilla. It's the best video game podcast. And, uh, you know, give us a like. Give us a review. Rate us on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to our social media. That goes a long way for helping us here at GameZilla. I couldn't have said it any better myself. But of course you couldn't have. The last thing I will say is YouTube announcement. Make sure you uh, make sure you head on over to YouTube. Search Motor City Gaming. Click that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell and help us grow that area. If you're enjoying the Twitch stream on Twitch TV slash gaming in Detroit, you want to subscribe there as well. Help us turn from a affiliate to a partner here in Twitch and, um, you know, making sure that we share out the stream every Monday night to your social feeds, things like that to help us grow, help us reach new fans and continue to build this so that one day we can tell you the date and time of Motor City Game Con. Because that would be awesome. I mean, that, that would be something that we would totally do, you know, with the resources. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all thanks to you, and, and we continue to uh, grow, and, and we, just, we, like to, we like to thank you however we can. So make sure you let everybody know so we can thank them too. But other than that, GameZilla Alpha. Man. Great episodes of GameZilla Alpha coming up. The next episode, we're going to talk about gaming foods that you can eat that'll make your gameplay better. Ooh. We're not going to do that because we could get sued. Oh. Yeah. What, what I have a brands? lot more prep to I mean, do like, for the show. What then, if you didn't mention I, breads? You're like, I mean, you're like steak. I mean, get, I mean, guess, I guess let me ask, since Jazzy clearly has put a lot of effort into this, what is one of the foods that we were going to talk about? Taco Bell. We are not gonna do this. <laughs> Wait, what about what about Mountain Holler? <laughs> Mountain Holler for the win! It's from Save a Lot. <laughs> Mountain Man, Holler. You be saving and hollering. We might as well throw some steel. <laughs> might as well throw some steel reserve in there for your eye accuracy. It's the only way I play. <laughs> Uh, remember, he doesn't even hold the controller, so don't take anything to you know for truth from this you, you guy. You can't when you're as blackout drunk as I spend most of my evenings. <laughs> all right. To be fair, this is how he video games, all right? He hands the controller to Alan and sits there with a bag of potato chips and beer. And a steel reserve. <laughs> all right, but for real, though, Games of the Elf is a focus show where we pick one topic and we focus entirely on that item like Destiny Reveal, like Toxicity in Gaming, and also... 
the physical versus digital games. Those are uh, the last couple recent episodes. Uh, We will be bringing up here Trigger Devils, the creator of your Snap-on Trigger Stops. Uh, They'll be our next interview here shortly within GameZilla, so stay tuned for that. And uh, they're going to be bringing a lot of cool stuff like entrepreneurship within the gaming industry, so I think it's going to be a really cool episode. That's all I had. It was just I think, a gasp because I, I was Dada, super excited. Yeah, Dead Eye has something. He's holding his finger up. Oh, no. I just like pointing to the point my finger up because it reminds me that I'm number one. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well in that case. Reach for the sky. We're all going to hold our mind. finger up because we are the elite DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on. <laughs> Don't throw it. God, I hate you. Bam. Bad! Bad! <laughs>